Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Alan Gakadi, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of January 20th, uh, not 27th, 17th, excuse me, for the week <laughs> of January 17th, 2020. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hey, everyone. Yay, the tripod is back together, and if you guys do hear that, that's drumming in the background, I'm going to shoot my neighbor. (laughs) (laughs) Hey man, sometimes you just gotta go when the spirit moves you, right? How have we been? I missed you guys last week. We missed you too. Good, we missed you too. It wasn't the same. Nah, felt empty in a a weird way, so we're glad to have you back, bud. Oh, that warms my little heart right there, you know? (laughs) Makes me go doki doki. Well, besides that, what have we been listening to as of late? Music besides corner. anything, besides <laughs> anything on the music corner, what have we been listening to? Besides music corner, I guess I'll start. So Yua, she mm. I haven't listened to her in a while. She used to be a member of the three-member Japanese girl group Foxy Miss, who. I think they were from 05 to like 07. And she went solo. I've been listening to her first debut solo album, You Are My Love, which came out years ago. Fan flippantastic album. I absolutely love it. I, I can't get enough of that album. I also listened to her second album, Two Girls, which was also fantastic. Although I think I left like You Are My Love a little better. And I also finally popped in Chino Ringo's latest best album. Oh, how was that? Uh, I'm still on disc one because it's really good and I keep listening to it. So <laughs> I need to pop in disc two. So that was pretty much my week is flipping between Yua and Shina Ringo. And so that's in the car. That's my car driving. Other than that, music corner stuff, the usual. So what about you, Gray? Me? Uh, I have been listening to Outside of Music Corner two or three songs the first song is realize by jay and I, I forget the other person's name taka nori nishikawa it's the current opening for common writer zero one it's getting ready to drop uh next week on wednesday and i i, I love that song i've had it on repeat it's it's really good it's my favorite common writer opening since Daichi's. So I've, I've been like listening to that on repeat. And I've also been listening to Arashi's Turning Up song. I've had that song on repeat as well. That song is really, really good. And I, I've been kind of cheating that in as much as humanly possible because that that yep. song is just so so you know so I'm, nice. I, I'm pretty surprised how quick your turnaround is on this song i guess the kohaku bump really worked magics on you because i remember when we initially covered this song you were kind of just like oh well i don't know what's what's so great about it i like shows rap but not not much was popping for me and then when the kohaku happened yep i'm on it i'm on the choo-choo train get high so it's it's very interesting to see your turnaround for this song it, it and it happens like sometimes like i'll just see like the right performance that'll just like rejigger something in my head or 
that the the day that I was listening to it, like that first time I listened to it, I was in a bad mood or something. I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things that affect my like like the, the things that I like about music and stuff. Like like so like mood is a big factor. If, if so, if I like if, if if it if it hits me and I'm in a weird mood or something, I tend to not like it. So I, I started re-listening to Turning Up, and because I was wanting to, I'm wanting to go back and listen to i know they don't have a lot of their music on apple music but they do have a fair amount and so i've been wanting to go back and listen to that and so saturday i had some free time i was playing monster hunter and so typically when i play monster hunter because because i I just don't care about the music and there's no story or anything like that i'm just hunting monsters I'll just play with the sound off and music on and just listen to something. And so I, so that's what I was doing uh, Saturday. I was listening to Arashi and playing Monster Hunter and having a blast. I, I recommend doing those things. So yeah, no, no. Turning up is great. I was, I was dancing to it earlier and mom walked in on me. It, it got awkward fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, 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 that song is just a, a ton of fun. The others, the other stuff that I've been listening to real quick is I've been listening to, they only have four songs, but I've been listening to all of uh, high fives songs, all five, all four of them. Like I made a playlist and just, I've had that on loop and uh, it is the, I forgot like how great they, they were, even though I was talking about them two weeks ago, I just like, they, they're amazing. And uh, I, I do want to talk about those guys more. So I'm, I'm probably do MC on them here soon, but uh, I was going back and listening to them this week because they're, they're just fantastic and I love them to death. What have you been listening to, bud? So, wait, before I continue on to my list, you just need to re- watch the right performance, right? And then you'll turn on a song just like that for the most part, right? So yeah. what you're saying is if I bring you to a live for any of these artists that you kind of feel <laughs> myth about, that you, your, your turnaround is just going to go like like that, right? <laughs> Assuming I like the performance, yes. I, like, I'm pretty sure when we get to one of those artists, I think you're just going to be bored out of your freaking mind and you might fall asleep <laughs> during one of them. I already have the idea of which artist that is, but well, case in point, there's so like they've released like the like the edition, like the 20th anniversary editions for the Common Rider openings. And I've been going back through and watching Common Rider, but when I when that dropped I hadn't seen nearly as many seasons and so like they would play a song that was from a season I hadn't watched and I didn't really like the song and now that I've seen a lot more common writer seasons that it's drilled into your head almost yes. every 30 minutes <laughs> yeah 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 it's like like you love, like um WBX I didn't like uh at all and I started watching WBX yesterday and I love that song so I mean double double yeah I started watching double yesterday I'm already 10 episodes into like oh my god it's fantastic so uh, uh, so by the way wakana is my best waifu and <laughs> when uh when when you find out more about her who baby we'll get more on that well it's interesting that you, you you said that just because of who she is and where i'm at in the story i'm like ooh, interesting i i, I can't wait to get deeper into that because the last episode I watched was uh, where they were kidnapping the pastry chef in the in the mansion. So, 
that's where I'm at in the show. Mm, 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 it's good mm, stuff. Mm. <laughs> what you've been listening to, bud? I've been listening to a cavalcade of lovely things here. I've been listening to the Charm Parks Reverse and Rebirth album. I haven't been able to sit down and have a good listen with that. I've been also listening to Girls Like Girlfriends' latest version album and his latest digital track, Last Haze, which is really good. I'm, you know, I know how you guys kind of feel about Girls Like Girlfriend, but like Last Haze is a fairly his style track, so to each their own. I've been also listening to another artist called Sodane. He is a very, very good vocalist and rapper. I think you would really, really like him, Gary. We'll talk more about them later, but yes. I think uh, when we finally get to his music corner, because I know we'll have to deal with the music corner about him sooner or later, <laughs> you will very much, very much like him. I know that for a fact. Yes, yeah, so well then I can't wait. <laughs> Besides that, I've been listening to a lot of Tendre stuff and a lot of Ina Iba stuff. N- not, not much different to me and of course you know the good old juicy playlist <laughs> hey i mean oh, it, i did think is a it's a it's a it's a solid rock foundation so you know you know what's funny is i've been i i bought the airpod pros the other day and i've been just like l- listening to a lot of songs like with like semi noise reduction because that's that's their whole thing is the noise reduction is it just happens with the AirPods, and it's like magic. It's really, really interesting. But listening to Juicy on full blast with like nothing, like no sense of where you are in a public space is kind of frightening. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me just tell you this much: I was singing the song, and I totally forgot I was in a public space just because of you can't hear what's going on around you. You so. You know, if you're by yourself for the most part, and you're just singing, you have no c- control of what the vocal range of what you're singing is yeah or the, the volume part. <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know yeah and who's, and who's listening but you know if you're just doing what i'm doing and gyrating to juicy and singing that that's <laughs> in, in a public space without really much care you know that doesn't look good on me and it's okay or in front of my boss <laughs> we still love you bud <laughs> of course but yeah. were you With belting that, were you belting the lyrics as you sung them or were you or, no, or I, wasn't, were you... <laughs> I was mumbling it but then it was more so the the gyrations that i was ended up doing during the songs which were pretty much uh the reason why i think whoop, i was whoop. getting stares <laughs> but besides i got images in my head right now Thank hey you're you. welcome <laughs> but yeah with that, let's continue on to the main event here. And, you know, it's been a while since we've we've actually covered a lot of artists on our music corners. You guys were treated to a double dose last week. Hopefully you guys liked that. But this time we are doing our, our corners list. We're going to talk about every single music corner that we have done from a... About 25 of them, I believe. Yeah, yeah 25. 25. Yeah. 25. Good 25 artists here that we have. We're going to reintroduce them ever so slightly. And, you know, kind of just bounce reasons of of why we kind of like them. And in the end, we will give our lovely little listings of which ones that we kind of like out of this group here. And I put a little, slight little rule this time around. This was for my own benefit, too. Because 
the last time we did these corners list, it wasn't fair for me to bounce to not put this rule in effect because that means I couldn't choose anyone from mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I made a rule saying for our top five, the, the artists that we kind of like out of this 25 here, you could only choose one artist of your own write-up. The rest has to be someone from the other two's write-ups. So, like, for example, if I wrote about Charm Park, I wasn't allowed... I could use Charm Park, but I couldn't use Cider Girls or, or another uh, Polka Dot Stingrays. I couldn't use another artist that I previously wrote about. With that, let's kind of go into the weeds here and reintroduce our first artist here, which is good old Cider Girls. Is it girls or girl? I thought it was just a singular girl. Cider Girl, sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I'm used to talking about them in the plural tense of just going, oh, I'm talking about Cider, comma, girls. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, if you don't know who they are, they are a three-member pop rock band that formed back in 2014. And it's very interesting. They like keep to that creed once again of having an exhilarating rush of carbonite and bubbles that overwhelmed the senses in such a short period of time. And they put that excitement of that fizzle-like carbonation into a track, and I find that so interesting. These guys have such a an amazing pop rock style that just cannot be beat. And, you know, it's interesting because they also kind of pimp out a model they 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 do a cider girl of the year they're on a new year since they released their latest cider girl number three so it's interesting that this girl kind of just follows them throughout the year without most of their music videos and passes to the baton to the next girl they are currently signed to universal so i'm very excited to see what what is going to happen with them but yeah so i found them actually really interesting and I was not initially on this episode that we talked about Cider Girl. So this was a treat for me to actually get to check them out I would say for really the first time and dive into them. I honestly had no idea what to expect from them. I just thought it was a girl band judging by the name. I didn't look into them and plus I saw the cover art and no idea what they look like. <laughs> yeah yeah you know and the kinda, music you know it gives the you music a, video doesn't really tell much about them either <laughs> no 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 they're an enigma so it and you know and that's what made them a treat for me is the mystery behind it however i will say their music was a lot of fun and it was kind of like a bubbly pop and they reminded me a tiny bit of i don't like mondays and I'm trying to pinpoint why, and I think it's just because of the style of their music and their vocals were pretty similar. However, I think Cider Girl was a little bit more poppy than I Don't Like Mondays. Um, no, yeah, no, I, 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 I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah, they were a little bit more poppy and had some bubbliness to them, which is what differentiated them for me. They're similar yet different. I will say the song that stuck out to me the most was their Foreside Moonside as it was such a beautiful ballad and the piano in the beginning of that song 
was absolutely gorgeous and it really showcased the lead vocalist range as well i felt like you really got a good extent to that yeah no i i agree with you guys uh cider girl is is a lot of fun definitely like they sound almost like you would imagine because they, they they really do hit like that good nice bubbly pop feel to it and i love how all of their albums are called soda pop fan clubs <laughs> If, if you know me, you know I'm a huge soda fan, soda drinker. So so just in naming and branding alone, like they speak to me on an emotional level, and I just I do like their music. I find their music to be a lot of fun and just get into, you know, especially their song "Melancholy." I felt like that's like the the perfect song by them. Just like that light poppiness and just really just a really fun song to listen to. No, yeah, I totally agree with that. You know, for for me, their song Satellite, Melakani, and their latest song, Shukan Zombie, are just totally different. Shukan Zombie particularly is totally different. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but they do like really weird R&B mix into the rock. And it was just like, it, it. the tonal shifts are quite scary, but I just found it <laughs> hilarious because of that. But, you know, they they are something that I can't wait to see more of regardless. I completely agree. I'm looking forward to more by them. All right. So moving on to our next group, uh, I, I picked the next one. And I picked a group that's very near and dear to my heart, probably because they, they, they wrote the opening to Kamen Rider Ghost. And if you've watched Kamen Rider Ghost, you know the opening is the best thing about the, that season. But I picked Kishidan, who... I, I just I really fell in love with I love these guys. They're a four member rock band. The they are signed under Avex and you know they, they have been around for a while. They do the the Bozaku style of rock, which is if you don't know, it's like the, like they dress like they're from like the nineteen fifties. They all have pompadours and you know they're like this motorcycle tough gang with a heart of gold. And if you if you need a reference point, Kuwabara from Yu Hakusho is a really, really good reference point. That character is essentially Kishidan, <laughs> only only rock band. So, yeah, like I love these guys. They they're absolutely just a blast to listen to. I, I love their style, and you know, you know, when you go back, if you don't understand the lyrics, and you go back and you like read like what their their lyrics are in English, like they tend to actually have like really meaningful and heartfelt lyrics because, you know, they like to, to speak on, you know, youthful ideas and topics. And so they, they, they really are like a heart touching band. And I, I just, I absolutely love these guys. And, uh, I know Luna, you weren't on, uh, on when, when we covered these. So I've, I've always been kind of curious what you thought of these guys. No, I wasn't originally on. So this was another one that I have heard names, so I was very familiar with them. I just never buckled down and checked out their music. So this gave me a chance to really dive into them. I was pleasantly surprised. I greatly enjoyed them. I love their 90s rock style as it really brought me back because it was not only 90s, but, you know, reminded me of 80s and 90s combined their melodies and I loved their vocals and I think it's because I'm trying to think of how to describe this 
but in one of their album covers, they reminded me of Yu Hakusho, because <laughs> one of the guys had the green outfit, yes. like Yusuke, and I had Kuwabara, you know, like the blue light Kuwabara, so I just thought of high school punks, you know, Yakuza, <laughs> college punks, you know, that type of thing, and they gave you that style, and their vocals also reminded me of that, if you'd imagine, you know, a whole bunch of high school Yakuza singing together, and that's what, it just gave me that vibe and made it fun. <laughs> Also reminded me a little bit of Kamikaze Girls. <laughs> so I had so much fun with this group. I spent a couple days listening to them at work and jamming out. I would say a couple of the songs that really stuck out to me were R&R Party and Running yes. Man. I love those songs. <laughs> and just the how they combine their melodies, their vocals, everything about it just brought me back to how rock was and i wish it still was. <laughs> yeah yeah they, they have a they have a spirit about them and and i don't know if you got the chance to check out any of their music videos but one of one of the go-to music videos that i usually tell people to check out is their music video for weekend boncho because it's about a robot robbing a bank <laughs> and them foiling it and it's so hilarious <laughs> and it's it's like like i mean these guys are just an absolute blast to listen to. Well, I mean, like I said last time, they are a really, really older style band, and I love them that about that. Their Yankee Soul style that is so amazing. You can't take that away from them. And you put it best, they are they are punks with a heart of gold, and their lyrics revolve about that very, very much soul of just being that rebellious, youthful style. And... You know, there are times that I can't take them seriously. <laughs> no, no, I can, no, you can't. I, 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 I can still enjoy the laundry list of things that they have accomplished throughout their career. You said the word I was looking for was Yankee. <laughs> I couldn't think of it. I kept calling them Yakuza, but I didn't mean that. I meant Yankee, and that's why I thought of Kamikaze Girls. I'm like, that, that's... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> no problem, no problem. But yeah, we'll continue on to mine, which is Tiny Yan. They are a four-member pop rock group. And, you know, they kind of revitalized the alternative pop rock style, which kind of ends up being folky at times. <laughs> but, you know, it they bring us a, a useful sound that's kind of is a breath of fresh air to a genre where, you know, the bands are a dime a dozen now, as we kind of will talk more about. Yeah, but you know their uniqueness is what makes them stand out, and you know they might have a fairly simple and slow key composition to most, but you know their compos their vocal mixtures with that composition is bar to none, and it would be a delightful for a first timer that doesn't know much about J-pop. I would give this as an introduction, saying this is kind of like to feel them out, so to speak. I know that this is more of an indie style band, and I, I felt like going back to my roots with this. I I remember that both of you all weren't on here, and both me and Renford actually handled this. So I'm mostly excited to see how you guys will take this. <laughs> so, I'll go first. I I don't know how much I should dive into it because they definitely made an impact on me. I love them, I, and I mean I freaking love them. I kept listening to Swimmy. On repeat, <laughs> along with Yoake no Hoshi. Uh, yeah. I love those songs so much. 
the vocals of the lead singer were just fantastic and i the it was like a folky pop rock type of feel and it wasn't pop but it wasn't rock and when you said it it had that folk to it and it was a breath of fresh air their music was very relaxing and absolutely beautiful i love the compositions and it made for something easy to listen to and just it was just perfect i I was really sad they don't have a huge discography, but I was also happy because it makes it easier to get into a newer artist that way. That way you're not overwhelmed. Oh, yeah. And this is a group like I'm going to have on my high radar now as they're I can't say enough about how much I enjoyed them and love their music. For me, I, I thought they were okay. I find it very interesting that you guys keep calling them pop rock because I didn't hear it. And what I listened to, like to me, that just was not poppy enough, I guess. And, and I, I know like when you say pop rock, like, like you have like a certain style that just enters your head. And the, these, these guys don't really fit that mold for me, but they are, they do have a very laid back feel to them. And they do have a really nice voice and vocal range. And it it's not, it, it was. It, I found it really hard to talk about them because. No, no, no. It's it's fine. You know, with them, yeah, I, I, they were classifying themselves as a pop rock group. I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't recommend <laughs> them that as that way. They're yeah. more of a folksy, folky rock kind of style. And and I that's like if I, I were to like compare and if I were yeah yeah they're more folk rock than anything else. Like if I were to compare them to Cider Girls, which is high energy <laughs> yeah. pop rock, it's exactly. it's like but it's like potato potato but no i mean i understand like you you probably read the fact that they are pop rock and then kind of went into that idea of well this isn't pop rock (laughs) well no no i actually didn't know they classified themselves as pop rock till you were doing the introduction i was like what (laughs) that's pop rock what no i mean i I mean i guess if that's if that's if you want to call yourself that you can that's fine but that that to me was they know what folk is that's why i don't think japanese people know what what... folk is well but they have folk music though because i i know like uh okudasai is an old folk song so i i know like they have folk music i don't know but they they are interesting and if you are looking for something a little different luna is right they do have a really small discography so you can dip in see if you like these guys and if you're and if you're not feeling them you can you can dip out because it's only like four or five songs it's not like because like yeah, some, it's, it's only yeah. a handful of songs that i mean if it's not your style like i said i would use this to kind of test if you are <laughs> going to continue <laughs> on i wouldn't be like ah oh, yeah let's 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 do a hard mode for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well because like sometimes i know like um for me because of like where we where we've been doing that like we'll come across like artists that have, have like really long discographies and then like i'll pick at something and i'll, I'll be like whatever I picked, I may not like. And if I don't like it in my head, I'm like, is it that I don't like the group or did I just make a bad selection in their discography? You know? So, so with with a smaller discography, you don't have to worry about that nearly as much. 
Yeah, and I, I've, this will come case to point to one of Luna's artists later on, specifically with you. I remember we had this discussion about one of the artists saying that, well, I did like this one particular song that they did, and I just ended up not really liking them, just to find out that they switch styles all the freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But. but anyway. All right. Moving on to our next group, uh, we're going to talk about a guy that is I, I just really fell in love with and I, I sung his praises a few weeks ago, so I'm I'm not gonna go too much into this, but we're gonna talk about Rude Alpha real quick. He is a young he's in his early twenties, I think he's twenty two. He's a young rapper. Uh, he's been on the scene since he was about sixteen and he he's his he's signed under Star Shower Records and he 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 has a great voice, great vocal tones. He's been doing Space Shower. Space Shower, thank you. I couldn't quite remember. And I, I see their logo and I thought I thought it was Star Shower for some weird reason. Space Shower. So yeah, he's under Space Shower and if you listen to his stuff, like he's kind of varied in style like his older stuff is a little different than his more current stuff like over over his career he's kind of transitioned a little bit more to pop and depending on who you are that's a good thing or a bad thing but i think overall like this, this he's really really talented and i think he has really good song compositions and you know i i think he just I, I just I genuinely believe he's one breakout song away from being big in Japan. I really do, and uh, I think you know he's going to have that song that just ex- puts him into the to the sky because he's he's got a really great singing voice. He has really good rapping skills. He has great song composition skills, and you know he can really pull that package together really well and just really stand out and uh i i i've really fallen in love with this guy so so that's rude alpha and luna i know this is another one you miss so if you want to why don't you start with what what are your thoughts on on, uh the rude there I know we kind of touched on him a little bit on the end of the year episode, and I know I wasn't a big fan of the song you picked. However, he has some very good songs, and I feel like going through them, I found a couple I enjoyed, and he does have great vocal skills and great rap skills. The only thing I don't like is when he auto-tunes. That's my only gripe is because auto-tune is a big turnoff for me. However, I will say his song, It's Only Love, is fantastic and i know that one just came out not yeah too that long one's ago. really new but that one is a good song it really caught me by surprise because some you know i i, I was kind of on and off with some of his music when i was listening to it but this is the first one i'm like oh my god i absolutely love this song this is great and i think it was just because you hear his vocals in it along with his rap and it makes for a very fluid transition and he does it very well along with the composition. I also felt like his song Life was very well done as well. And that was a pretty big single. I remember when you bought that and you're excited yeah. for yep. it. And finally got around to listening to it. And I love that. I love Life itself. I thought, again, he can switch so fluidly from his vocals and his rap. 
and he showcases that in all his music so i'm looking forward to seeing what he does from here as i would like to see him grow as a vocalist more and see him doing more of vocal work and maybe changing styles a little bit I feel like a lot of the stuff he does is pretty similar, but I can see him branching out as he has a lot of talent in his voice. So. Oh, yeah. You know, I I have really turned around about him since we first talked about him. And his skill and vocal range is nothing to sneeze at. L- Once again, I will agree with Luna there saying that I just, I just hate auto tuning for, <laughs> for the life of me. I just hate auto tuning. But when he is stepped up to just his regular vocals, it's amazing. His life song is amazing. And one thing that I've noticed after taking a quick dive of his discography here is when he does, he's he's like him and then another one of your artists when they compose. It's really, really good. They're like Yunaiza Kenshi for that matter. That they understand what artists they're composing for and they use that strength and that ability. Like one of these songs that I ended up really liking is Night is Young, which is a song that he wrote with Spicy Soul. And that song is fan freaking tastic. And if you were to tell me that Rudolfo wrote that song, in collaboration with Space Soul, I wouldn't have believed you because it's amazing. <laughs> uh, it's really, really good. So, you know, his composition works. It's it's kind of like how how Syrup is for that matter. His when he does composition works, it's fan freaking tastic, and I and I love that about artists that kind of can do both, and it's interesting to see what will be in store for him in the future, whether he'll continue. I think he'll be fine. He, he, Like you said, he's one hit away to making it big. But if not, I think he has a really good, meaningful career into compositions and producing. Oh, yeah, his compositions and are fantastic, listening to some of the other works he's done. So... All right, so this goes straight into me, and next up we have Chan Mina. So she is a, I would say, up-and-coming rapper and vocalist. If she can do more than just one genre, she can do hip-hop, R&B, pop, rock. She's not shy to switch up genres and her style, and even though she started out as a rapper and got her debut really in high school with her song Princess as part of a project that ended up blowing up. She has grown and come a long way since her debut, and you can see that in her discography and her albums. You listen to her first, Me Say Nen, and you listen to her latest, Never Grow Up. You can really hear the change in how her vocals have started to shine through, as well as her fluid switchover between her vocal and her rap. You can't even tell when she switches over. It's just perfect in that aspect. She is an artist that I would think it's one to follow. She's not shy to pretty much dabble in anything. And not only just music-wise, but her fashion, too. She is a very interesting fashion sense. So I'm very curious to see where she goes. And I like that she's been breaking a mold in the industry 
and a lot of artists either won't do that as they don't want to lose their label or are just a little too shy to break the mold and go out of their out of their genre and out of their comfort so that's one of the many reasons she made my list and I chose her as an artist and I know you guys have heard me talk enough about her as she has a new video that just dropped and I'm very excited it was a very weird video but her latest album was fantastic so I think both of you are on it but have your opinions changed since you first heard her at all I, I don't remember my original opinion <laughs> but I, I will say for for me I overall I do like her she's a little hit and miss with me there's just like a couple of songs that really I don't like but I would say she's way more hit than miss it's just only a handful but it's probably the song she curses because she does drop the f-bomb in several songs yeah well it's uh more of her like heavy r&b songs but like uh her song never grow up i think there's profanity in that one and that, i like that's my favorite song that she does like, i i really felt like that was her standout song but like i said like like it's just a handful of songs it's not it's not like a, like i said it's, it's way more uh hit than miss but you know there's just a few few songs i, I don't like but I do feel like she has like really strong vocals and Luna, you are right. Her rap work is, is absolutely fantastic and really, really great. Uh, like she is really one of the best female rappers on the scene. Like I can only think of like a handful that are in her ballpark and uh, she is fantastic and she really kills it. And like I said, it, like she's just a little hit and miss with me, but, Overall, I genuinely like and enjoy her. So yeah, yeah, she's she's pretty, she's really good. She's fantastic. Oh, I'm I'm glad to hear that. I'm glad you enjoyed listening to her again and checking out some of her newer songs. Yeah, with with Chamina, she has such powerful, meaningful lyrics with the vocals to kind of match that, and it's kind of like a match made in heaven. Because what kind of what more can you want from that? <laughs> To an artist that is currently just changing the genre, it's interesting to see what she has going for her right now, and I can't wait to see what the future is in store. We get to see a little that she's being featured a hell of a lot more than recently with that new new album, right? Or was it a uh, double? It's a double like, mini album, I would call it. There's four songs on each each al mini album, and one is more about. Uh, looking at kind of like the opinion of yourself the other's more about looking at no, the, others the, i guess i'd call the mini one that just dropped this past year oh never grow up yeah never grow uh, up. so yes album yes because she was getting a lot of press for that like a lot more she, than usual that i've noticed i i do feel like that especially because she dropped i think two songs in that summer and i think never grow up the main song for the album was i feel like a big hit and a big push along that call. So I'm curious to see how her new two new mini albums she's dropping in February will do if they'll get that same push Never Grow Up did. Oh yeah, it'll be interesting if she's going to be starting the year off with a bang, so to speak. But who knows? But I am very much excited to see what she's going to be doing next. With that, we'll just continue on to the next one, which is The Jam Pack. And you heard me gushing over him last two weeks ago and you know he is doing something that 
kind of mixes that Western and Eastern style, and I just love it. Love, love, love it. And, you know, he was my best new artist of last year. And everything about his competition, his compositions just enticed me all so much that it doesn't let me go. Like, I could be listening to him one day, just one full day of just the charm bark. That's, it's just extraordinary what he, he has done to me as of late. <laughs> But yeah, I know we we ended up really really liking him, and I'm pretty sure that didn't really change. Oh no, it didn't. I freaking love him as well. He's been on repeat for the last couple weeks, and especially this week, he's been on heavy rotation. I cannot say enough about his soulful voice, his vocals, the composition of his songs, and I'm trying to think of. Just how to explain it, because there's so many songs he loved. And also, it was his transition to English and Japanese so fluidly that it you don't even realize it happened. And it makes for such a charming song. And not to mention, he had many songs in English, and I did not realize it upon first listening to him. I you know listened to mainly a lot of the ones that were on YouTube, and I finally started diving into his discography. And I started hearing things. I'm like, oh my gosh, his voice is beautiful and his English songs are fantastic. His English songs are so good and so moving, too. He leaves that treat of singing in English for that. Just simply emotional and moving tracks for his English tracks. I freaking love it. Oh, yeah. Standing Tall was one of the ones that moved me so much. I'm like, this song is absolutely freaking glorious. And just hearing those, it just brings you an emotion and you really feel it. And that's one of the many things I just love about him is his songs really get to you. And I actually have one of them stuck in my head right now, too. So <laughs> it's it was Hanaga Sakumichi. Yeah, yeah. So I always mess up translating that sometimes. But that I've had that song stuck in my head for the past, man, probably since it came out. Mm-mm-mm. And it's just a song that the chorus really hooks you with the vocals and how the melody flows. Especially on really rainy days, I love listening to him because some reason his music just makes me flow and calm me down and relax me, you know. And it doesn't make me feel sleepy or depressed. It just puts you in this really nice, peaceful mood. It's it's that acoustic guitar, right? <laughs> it is. I, I really think that's a big part of it for me is just his sound is something that just brings you this nice calming peace that you absolutely adore and love. Gray, I'm a little curious. You've been a little quiet. Do you have a, what, what's your uh, uh, take on the charm? Park? Oh, no, I was just letting you talk. Um, yeah, no, I, I love the charm park. Uh, I think he's, he's absolutely fantastic. And mostly here, here's my opinion of it. I know a lot of, j-pop and japanese groups blend english with uh their japanese music but the charm park i think is the master at it like he, he of all this of the groups that i've ever heard done i feel like he is by far the absolute best because he really makes his english parts really sound like they're supposed to be in english and his japanese parts really sound like they're supposed to be in japanese well half the time it just sounds to me as a listener, it sounds like when 
you know, somebody like the Fantastics from Exile Tribe, like they'll, when they drop an English word, it sound it's just more of just doing it in the song. It, or, like, it feels if it feels more like flash and awe compared yeah, to a necessity. Yeah, well, yeah, but he really brings an artistry to that. Yeah, and yeah. and that and that is something that I really appreciate. Like like he just really nails that 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 fine line of this is supposed to be in English and this is supposed to be in Japanese to convey what I want to talk about. And, you know, you know, after like hearing him, like, you know, I'll also listen to like my, my, um, my pop guys and, and whatnot. But after listening to the charm park, he really puts in like a new perspective and a new thought pattern where it's like, Oh, you know, I never really thought about, music in this manner of you know making the the sections mean what they mean and and do what they do and so i i think him particularly you know he he you know he's just like a musical genius with with his ability to do that and really make it count and and that just really gives more gravity to his music and just what he sings about also his song gravity is just fantastic <laughs> Well said. I mean, I I could not have said that better myself. Like you did amazing stating what I think we all were thinking. And wanting to describe how everything flows, it really is like this artistry and he just has it. All right. Moving on to our next group that we're going to talk about. Uh we are going to talk about a group that unfortunately is no longer with us. And of all of the people on the music corner, this is the only one that's still not around, but uh, we're going to talk about Billy Idol. Uh, they are an alternative five-member female rock, uh, not rock group, idol group. Uh, they they tend to stick to like a punk rock style of of music with a lot of energy, and uh, I thought they, their, their songs were a lot of fun. They were a break-off from Brand New Idol Society. And it has been revealed that one of the members of Billy Idol is starting a new group. She's producing. I don't think she's going to be singing. The It wasn't clear, but she is producing a brand new group. So we'll see what comes of that. But yeah, they, they were a break off of a brand new Idol Society or BIS, BIS. And uh, they, they kind of done their own thing. Uh, they, they do stay in like the punk rock genre. They had really great vocals. I, to me, I, I really felt like they had a fairly unique style because especially when you talk about like alternative female idol groups, like I, I really feel like, you know, they're, they're, they, they, a lot of them really push like the, the visual K style and just like the, that, that corner of the Japanese music industry and nobody like the only other group that's kind of doing like what they were doing is is gang parade because gang parade does like a also has like a punk feel to them but unfortunately billy idol is is no longer with us and uh you know that's just how it is victims of the times i guess but these are just my thoughts on them Billy Idol was one that I was not initially on, so this was a, actually a new group for me to listen to and check out, and I'm really hit or miss on some of the idols. However, I actually found them quite interesting and intriguing. I enjoyed the 
on, you know, music, and I thought their vocals were very powerful, which surprised me a little bit, and I think for, for them coming where they came from, I once in a while have issues with some of the vocals due to, I would say, I found, I find certain artists annoying, like, vocal-wise. However, with them, I, I felt all the girls did a decent job in the group of all having different vocal styles. However, they all meshed really well together in the group. So on certain songs, it fit perfectly. And the one song that really struck me was Sayonara Romantic. Uh, yeah, that is a good song. That was a really good song. And that was probably my favorite song by them. And I think it was just the beat of the music because it had such a good vibe to it. And it was a little bit high energy, rockish, but it was a it was actually a good song. And it stuck with me. And I also like Bye Bye Loneliness. I felt like that was a really interesting one. And Last Song I thought was also really good. And... They were just one of those groups that it, it was, I wish if they would have stayed together because I would have liked to see them do something different. My only issue was a lot of their songs did sound the same, sound the same so I couldn't always differentiate from a few of them. But I will say like Sayonara Romantiku just stuck out the most because it was a very unique song with the instruments and their vocals. I felt like that one was a big hit for me and I'm really curious to see where, um, you know, if any of the other members are going to go solo or in how her group is going to work out. Is it Puella? Poor Louie. Poor Louie. So I'm curious to see how her new group will look out at work out as. Yeah. She, you know, I, I just found him very interesting and intriguing, so. Yeah, and I, I'm, I am mostly curious just to see, like, if the new group's going to be, like, in the same vein as this, or if they're going to do something radically different. Because poor Louie got started with uh, Biss. Uh, she, she's actually the, the founding member of Brand New Idol Society. Like, she was, like, the first. And, um... So the, the, her new group might actually be more in that direction, which is, I, I would say it's kind of sad because that, that feels so crowded as is, but uh, we'll, we'll see what, what it is. Cause uh, she is producing and I like, I don't know if she's going to be vocalizing or not in that, or she's just going to be a producer this time around. Uh, I know she's excited. She's looking forward to producing music, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see most definitely. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I definitely agree with that. And you know, picking off of you, Luna, their vocal range is just impeccable. One of the things that I ended up really, really kind of turning around about them, unfortunately, it's it's sad to see what happens, but it it's the 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 daily thing of the beast there of the idol industry, but their vocal skills were just so amazing. But the thing is that kind of got to me was whatever composition they would rise up with those beats. Sometimes they match and it kind of over encompassed everything. But besides that, you know, they were solid. They were really, really solid. And 
it's something to say to rely on an idol's vocal skills as their strength more than anything else. And that's a lot to say about the idol industry as of late. Yeah. A lot of them just count on dancing and looking frilly and all that cutesy stuff that I just end up hating now. <laughs> but, you know, Billy Idol had that vocal strength, and that's what I really, really appreciated. Yeah, I I completely agree with you on that is that's what surprised me the most about them was their vocal range so and flowing into the next one is Cream which is a Japanese R&B duo with Minami the vocalist and Stax T the rapper and Stax T also does a lot of their composition and they both also write all their songs and they also write a lot of other artist songs, such as they've helped collaborate with M-Flow, Boa, and many other big name artists. So, and for them, for for me with Cream is, I feel like they've changed the game in what the R&B and hip-hop industry is. Is they have a lot of American influence in their music. And we do see that more and more now. But back when Cream started to come out and debut... You didn't see that as much. I mean, you saw some, but you didn't see it like they did it. And I feel like that's one of the big things is they're not afraid to fuse their music together. And not just R&B and hip-hop, but pop. And with their flow between English and Japanese, Minami's vocals are perfect. They're smooth. And with Stax T's rapping composition, I feel like they make one of the best teams with their songs and you listen to a lot of their older stuff and you listen to their newer music and you can see how they have changed over time, especially composition wise and even the beats of their music. So I like that they switch it up and not to mention a lot of collaboration they do with other artists. They are a group who is not afraid to go out there and try something new. So they also recently dropped a digital only album called love plus party and I'm very sad it's digital only. However, that showcased one of my favorite songs, Banana. And they also had No Negative Vibes and MVP and Go Peaches, which I thought this album so far was very good. Although I highly recommend picking up their best album to get a listen to them, as Girl Like Me is still one of my favorite songs by them due to Minami's vocals. And it just flows so well between her and Stax T. You got that charisma and just that connection between those two I think that makes a big difference when you have two when you have a duo like that you have to have some type of connection and when they do music together they can flow back and forth perfectly and it fits so well yeah you know that's something that I do really appreciate that they have that understanding of what fits for them you know it's actually his his the lovely auto-tuning does kind of get in the way on several of the songs. But besides that, his composition is bar none. He can match a lot of these Western-style artists. And it's really good with Minami's vocal range. It's so, so... It's something that is missing currently from the current vernacular of the genre that the Japanese R&B is building up to. And I really appreciate them making that leap forward for that. I agree. The only, yeah, the only problem I have is the auto tune with Stax T, and he doesn't always do that. But it—that's my only complaint about the group—is 
he raps perfectly well without the auto-tuning. And I wish if he wouldn't, because then you can really hear him. And he's a fantastic rapper. So, and I, I just love Minami. I could listen to her voice all day. It's just so smooth. It's what you want R&B to be. Uh, going off of what you were talking about, Ken, uh, the first time uh, we covered Cream, I don't know what it was, but I didn't really like Stax T's rapping for whatever reason, but I was able to uh, go back around and find an appreciation for his, his rapping. And th that was really something I really enjoyed. And the other thing was, is uh, Minami, her and the song No Negative Vibes, uh, she actually has like a little rap segment. And I really felt like she'd done a great job doing that. Uh, I know like she's a, a, a stellar vocalist and we talk a lot about that. But I really felt like that should be highlighted that she's actually a capable rapper too. And can actually really, really hold her own. So I, I really felt like, you know, as a team, they, they do a really good job of working off each other and really communicating well. Uh, their their latest digital album is is really enjoyable. The only song that I I kind of had a hard time listening to was Peaches, and the reason why is because Stax T pronunciation of the word Peaches is not sound like Peaches at all. It sounds like a <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. Ken knows what I'm talking about. So it's like uh oh uh, is is he saying what I'm saying? Like I had to pick up my phone and like what's the name of the song? Peaches, that's what he's yeah. saying. Oh, okay. I know, I had that too. It was a fun song, but I know what you yeah. mean. And when we were talking about Minami's rap, and I think you mentioned there was a third rapper in it, I did figure out who that was. Oh, okay, who was that? It was Simba, who is also a fantastic vocalist. Oh, okay. And I always forget he can rap, but he's an indie, or I wouldn't say indie. Yeah, I guess I would. He's... He's kind of like a indie R&B singer, hip hop artist, and he's fantastic. I, I thought that was a woman for some but. reason, <laughs> but okay, it's it's cool. I was wrong on that one, but uh, yeah, no, no, uh, cream cream is fantastic. Or that could have been Futati times party, because there's not too much of negative vibes. But I I love no negative vibes. It is a fantastic song, and Banana is still my favorite. Yeah, right now. and and Girl Like Me. <laughs> And continuing on off of that, it is the lovely Polkadot Stingrays, which are a four-member rock band. And, you know, they have that daunting statement of having the piercing guitar sounds with the unique melodies and the lyrics to break what is the stereotype of what it means to be a rock band. You know, they are all bark with no bite. It, they aren't all all bark with no bite, you know. They kind of make that statement very very relevant with a lot of their songs, with the interesting style changes where they know that it'd be just better to do a traditional rock song. They can turn that on their heads, and I wasn't able to talk about them last time because I was in Japan. But you know, I was very 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 happy to have found them. And they evolved the pop rock genre without overbearing it, so to speak. You know, Polka Dot Singer's vocalist is amazing, and that is what everything I kind of want Yamamoto Sayaka to be if she's going to continue this way. But that's neither here nor there at this point of time. But, you know, I never got to really sit down and talk to you guys about them. 
but how did you actually really ended up liking Polka Dot Stingrays? I love them. I actually couldn't get enough of them when I was at work. I just kept going back and I'm like, oh, what song is this? Oh, what song is this? This is a great song. What song is this? This is really catchy. Oh, I love her vocals in this song. I love the music on this song and the melody. It matches so well. And I kept looking at my dang phone and I had to flip it over and get distracted and tell myself not to look at the songs because I ended up loving all their songs to the point, you know what, if I like this many of their songs, I don't need to look at the songs. I'm just going to buy the albums. So I thought her vocals are fantastic. She's a great vocal range. And just how her and the melodies just flow together in their lyrics. And I feel like some of their songs are a little bit experimental, which is one of the other things I liked, is they had such a unique sound that made them stand out. So, and I also love the cover art. Because <laughs> they had some really creative ones. But this was one it took me by surprise. And I liked them when I originally heard them. However, I feel like I didn't maybe listen. I, I remember listening to Ichi Daiji was like the first song I listened to and I loved it. And I'm like, well, you know, this is really good. And Onakami, I think I translated that right, was another one that really stuck out to me. And Udisumi as well. And just the unique sound and the vocals and how well it flowed. And they just, they just have such a good vibe going for them that puts me in a good, happy mood. Yeah, I'll... I'll say, because when we sat down, I was really trying to figure out, you know, how I felt about them last time, because I was wanting to talk about, like, how my feelings have evolved over over time about the group. And unfortunately, I just I just do not remember, short of going back and actually listening to the episode, I, I couldn't tell you what I had to say about them last time. But uh, for me, it, it's really difficult for Polka Dot Stingray. They're a band that I look at uh, as far as their visual style and their personality and i really really want to like them and i i find it difficult to their their style of music is just something that you really have to be in the mood for luna's right they they do experimental music and i i've never been one of those people that's really into experimental stuff I, i'm just not it's just i like i know what i like and and I, I try to really push the boundaries of what I like for the show. And sometimes that checks out really well. Sometimes it just doesn't. And this is a group that I found really on that borderline. And they they are really talented. I, I will go ahead and say I do think that they are really, really good group in their vocal work and their uh, composition skills. But their style of music for me is just one of those things where uh, it, it's I'd really just have to be in the mood for it and uh, for me personally it, it's just it like if I'm not in the mood to listen to them it, it's kind of hard to enjoy them so that that's really like my my big gripe with them is is like I just feel like I just have to be in the mood for it but they are a solid band and even though I don't know if they're a great fit for me I I would encourage anyone to go give them out and give them a try I mean I I'm, I don't I don't have a problem being the crazy guy that's not into the cool band like that's perfectly fine but I will I will say uh, I did thoroughly enjoy their song drama I felt like that was a good song uh, but other other than that, uh, I that 
yeah, just go, go check them out. Like they're, they're also a band that I feel like we could talk about them all day, but I, they're, they're so unique. It's better to just experience them and decide for yourself if you like them. Yeah, no, exactly. That's where it comes to the end of the day. It's hard, you know, with recommending with music and and artists like that. It's difficult to be like, well, I don't know what you listen to mostly. <laughs> Why don't you give this a try? <laughs> so it it gets to that point where you're just gonna have to sit down and listen to them. And you know, I I for for me, I know how you kind of are with. You just have to be in the, a lot of moods in music where yeah. where you end up liking one artist one day and you end up hating them the next. And so I, 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 I particularly don't <laughs> understand that. But, you know, as long as you don't make them sound like it's noise this time around, because <laughs> I was very upset about that last time. Oh, but... did I say that? <laughs> no, you didn't say that they were noise. You said that ink was just noise. Oh, I took offense to that. <laughs> Not. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm kidding. You know, I like to poke you ever so often. <laughs> but, you know, with them, they are something that you shouldn't sneeze at and i knew that they were going to be on the rise immediately as soon as i heard them they were something that is unique to the style don't do the mistake of not checking them out yeah oh i agree they that that's the one reason i i love their uniqueness and they make you remember them and they bring something different to the genre all right next one is uh Blue End Count uh which is uh, my band they are an alternative four member rock band and I, I will go ahead and tell you, they actually have a really, really cool story how they came together and formed the band. I'm not going to go over that here, but go back and listen to the episode. Well, if I knew which episode it was we talked about, man, I'd tell you the episode number. But go check out the music corner and read the the little paragraph of how they got together. I, I really just really feel like of all the bands, I felt like that was just a stupidly cool story. So Go check that out. Uh, other than that, uh, they are a four-member rock band, and they are really attached with anime. So if you've watched Mobile Suit Gundam, Iron-Blooded Orphans, or My Hero Academia, or Fire Force, then you are going to be familiar with this band. Uh, but they they are an alternative rock band. Uh, I really, really like their vocals, and I really like the guitarist. I really feel like you know, he has this like really, really good guitar work and uh, they're, they're just a really fun group. And if, like I said, if you're really into alternative rock, these guys are ones that I, I genuinely just recommend checking out because they, they really hit that alternative rock niche really, really well. And they, they, they kill it. Uh, and my favorite song that they do is Survivor, which was the first song I heard by them. But it, it's also like the song that I feel like really showcases their alternative rockiness, so to speak. And it's just an absolutely outstanding song. With Blue Encount, it's interesting to say the least. You know, they are an anime band or an anime, very stylized band. And I don't mind that. A lot of the stuff that they do is very entertaining and they do quench that thirst so to speak of what i need for alternative band of the of the month so to speak yeah and the and you know with polaris the only reason why i ended up liking that song is because it got into my brain for the past three months if you were to tell me that this song was going to be a good song at the end of three months i would have called you crazy because i (laughs) 
I'm just like, I don't understand the appeal, but after just listening to it over and over, it's kind of just like, well, yeah, whatever. (laughs) There's not any, you know, there's not much other songs that I could see being a little bit more accompanied to my taste, but that's just how they are. But that's also because of the label they're signed to. Yeah. And that that specific label only does these kind of style bands, and I've and I just feel like I've I've heard about that. Granted, I like them a hell of a lot more than the other band that you did. <laughs> yes, which we'll get to. <laughs> so I do agree with Ken on that. I did. Uh, um, there's some songs they have that are pretty catchy, although I will say that I would consider them more a little bit like punk rock than alternative. They reminded me of more when I was in high school and listened to like some 41 and Simple Plan and I'm trying to think of some of the other punk ones I listened to back in the day. Green Day. I would say that's a lot of their earlier stuff, not so much their modern stuff. Their modern stuff is really freaking alternative. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, their modern stuff is super alternative. Like, like. See, I listen to a lot of their older stuff because I, I didn't like their newer stuff as much. I liked a lot of their older stuff more. And that that's that's fair. So I, but yeah, I like I really like their song Wake, which I thought was fantastic. And I love the sound of it. And I thought they had really good vocals. Especially, you know, being a rock band, you need powerful vocals, and they showcase that. They do have a very anime vibe, and I can totally see how their songs are used for anime anime theme songs due to the fact that they're very high energy and explosive, that it would make for a good opening or ending theme to a very iconic show or a very action-based show. Uh, I also enjoyed their song Resistance, I thought was a, a heavier song. And I didn't know what to think of that one at first, and I ended up really enjoying it to the point I had to listen to it more than once. So they were, I, I'm glad I gave them another chance, because I was really iffy on them originally. I wasn't sure what to think, as I hadn't actually seen any of the anime they've done yet. So, but I found them pretty enjoyable, and I enjoyed them a lot more than the other one as well. I think Blue Uncount had a lot more powerful vocals than the other group we'll talk about, and their rock style was a lot heavier than the other group too, and I liked that a lot. And it was catchier. Alright, we'll roll right into the next one, which is Leah Dizan. She is a Japanese pop singer who I remember from back in the day, such as her first album, Destiny Line, was flipping fantastic. In her early singles, she got her start as a gravure idol, a gravure idol, which pretty much does a lot of photo books. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember her Uh, days during that. I do, too, actually. So... And she started out just sending in demos, and she has a decent voice. I would say her music is more sugary pop. It's always been sugary pop. And I love that it is, because her voice fits with it. She doesn't have a powerful voice. However, she has one of those nice, relaxing voices that can carry you along and can carry a song very well. That's why I think I enjoyed her music. And a lot of people really throw her under the bus a lot 
you know, for her vocals and saying she doesn't really have much. She relies on her, her idol career, her Gravity uh, idol career. However, I disagree. I think she actually has a very good voice and she has talent and she has tried her best at her music and such as her song Everything Anything is one of my favorites and Koi Shiel, which is probably her most popular. And I will say, even though I love her older music more than anything, I think she did a fantastic job with her latest mini album, For the World, which debut came back. She came back after, man, I can't even remember how many years, like eight to ten years. She's been gone for quite some time. So seeing her come back and release a really nice, beautiful song just made my day. And it showcased she's still there. She's a very smart woman and has a lot of talent behind her and I'm always glad to see her back and see something a lot more mature than from what she did back then so it gives us a change of style and seeing a completely different side of her she's not that cute poppy singer anymore she went to a more relaxed mellow type music that shows that she's come a long way from what she was yeah, no, I, I love Lee Dizon and I, I'll say I, I almost disagree with you Luna in like her her vocal style I do agree like she has more of a nice softer voice but uh, I I feel like she's really really talented and one of the great things about the her for the world EP was it actually really displays like like a huge range for her because it's like you know there's some ballad stuff on there that I really felt like she you know she's knocked out of the park and uh, you know, she's really adaptive and can really change with the song. And I, I really felt like, and I know like this is like her latest stuff. So she's grown as an artist and maybe that's, that's why, but you know, I, I just felt like, you know, she really shows uh, just a really great range in that for the world EP. And I, I just, I feel like it's a shame that only for the world is on like Apple music and Spotify and stuff like that. So if you want to listen to her older music and you don't have the CDs, you, you kind of have to just listen to it off YouTube. So it, that, that that's kind of the, the other thing that I didn't like about her, which is something she can't control. And I, and I get that. So I'm not going to ding her for it. She's sunny. Yeah. That's why, uh, like I'm not going to ding her for it because, but it's just something that I feel like needs to be said. Because if you do want to find her older stuff, you can't. Like for the world is literally the only thing on. But that if I do recommend going to check that out. It, it is five amazing songs that she just absolutely murders, and she she really killed it. Now that's for darn sure. You know, with her, you know, her new style of coming back. It's interesting to see that, you know, she could still do this, and I would want to see how she can still experiment with this various different styles that she's trying to do. And I'm happy to see her back. I, for one. <laughs> oh, I am too. I, for I'm one, so am glad very, very came. happy to see her back. Mm-hmm. I think we all are. That that was a really great surprise to see her bring something new to the table. And I loved all her older stuff, and I loved her new mini-album, and just seeing how she's grown, and also showcased she can do different styles is just amazing and she had several on her older releases however i think this newest one was a great show of her talent and with that we'll continue on to the lovely two-member rock duo unigi 
And you know, they're interesting. They changed the landscape of what the Japanese girl rock band image is with just having only two members. They said that they wanted to have this explosive sound and do what a four member rock band could do with just only the two of them. And that is a bold term, and I think they crush it completely with a lot of their explosive compositions. And I really, really can't wait to see more by them. Revolver and Avocado is such an amazing track. I definitely love them very so much so. Oh, I am the same with you on this. They're fan-flippantastic. And I remember you weren't able to be in the episode for this for this duo. And I was I, I, I specifically remember that because I freaking loved them. They were you're right about the explosiveness and their sound and their vocals were such a treat to me. The I loved Avocado. That was one of my favorite freaking songs. If I translated that right, right Avocado. And yeah, it is. Sayonara, <laughs> Sayonara Purizuna. Prisoner, yeah. Prisoner, yeah. Sayonara Prisoner. I Those were like two of my favorite freaking songs. And I also liked, uh, man, there was another one that had some weird freaking characters in it. Like Sayonara Identite. Yeah, Identity. Identity, there we go. Identity, now I see it. Gosh dang, Katakana. Oh yeah, no, I hate Katakana with a passion. <laughs> But their song, their style is so much fun, and just the vocals with it. They jam out, and they just do something amazing that you don't see a lot of artists do. And I feel they are also a little bit experimental in some of the music they do, as they're unique in their vocal style and the type of, you know, when they use their instruments like that. It's just amazing. Plus, their music videos stand out, and I always remember avocado i love that video it's amazing so they were another one i i greatly enjoyed and really look forward to seeing what they're gonna do next yeah uh yonige they they really do accomplish a lot like uh i know i said this the first time we talked about them and i'll just i'm just gonna repeat myself here but they they really do manage to create a sound that you would never guess is just two people and for that you you have to commend them and they do a really really good job their vocal range is really really nice and they do have a wide range of songs you know they they have some slower songs they have some more upbeat songs and so like they cover like all the paces and and within that you know they're able to achieve quite a lot for the duo that they are and they they do uh really really good work i i agree with ken like i love their song revolver i felt like that's a fantastic song and it just really is a that's a good song to show their vocal range and their uh singing skills like that that song is really fantastic yes that's for darn sure (laughs) (laughs) all right uh moving on up to the next group we are going to talk about brand new idol shit or as they are called in the industry bish with an s and yeah they are an alternative rock group uh alternate i did that again alternative idol group and they they have a very interesting sound uh they they kind of flirt with that sort of visual ks style and sort of the, like 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 the punkish like they they have like a middle ground 
I, I always say like they're like brand new idol society just one step back and and not they're not nearly as experimental or weird they're kind of more normal i guess is a way to put it and they they do really rely heavily on their vocal skills which i think these girls really can just knock it out of the park they they do fantastic vocal work you know scrambles who does the production for their music just does fantastic work. They they know what these girls are and their strengths and they can play to them and they do fantastic work. Ken was actually the person that turned me on to this group. So thank you, Ken. And ever You're welcome. <laughs> ever since ever since uh, I got turned on to them, I I have, I have loved them. I look forward to every release that they they have and uh, uh they they really meant a lot to me and they they just they've really stuck with me, especially their song "Life Is Beautiful." That like that there is just a beauty about that song that I I can't state. Like you just have to listen to, and uh, it just really sticks with you. And if you do watch the music video, I will warn you that is a really rough music video to watch. Is depressing as it can all be, but. I do think the message behind the song is really impactful and really great. And, you know, I, I agree with it. Like, I do think life is beautiful and it's, it, it's very nice to, to see that play out. So, uh, I, I genuinely love these girls. I think they're fantastic. I'm eager to see what they do next. They've been quiet since sticks and carrots came out or carrots and sticks. Sorry. I had that backwards, but we'll see you know what they do next hopefully they'll have something coming out soon yeah i was gonna say you know they're they're the definition of what alternative idols needs to be and they are one of the groups to define that genre very much so and it's interesting to see how far they came with that genre unfortunately i would like them to see them evolve just a little bit or just change it up just a bit because if they're just being complacent of where they are i'll have a little bit of a grape but you know as of right now they are fine where they are and they are great at what they're doing currently defining the genre i'm probably gonna be the odd (laughs) one out on them so however i will say this i for me they're very hit or miss and there's some songs i really enjoyed and I did go back and listen to their album, The Gorilla Bish, because I know, Gray, you were a big fan of it. Yes. And the song My Landscape really stuck out to me. That is a good song. As it wasn't overpowering and their vocals did not grate on my nerves. I felt the song, their vocals blended very well together along with the style of music. So I think their slower songs I like a lot better than their more heavy songs due to the fact I don't know which vocalist it is and I haven't figured it out but all their newer stuff has her in it and her voice annoys me so much that I can't listen to them. It it just goes too high for me and it gets really I don't want to say nasally but I kind of (laughs) do and there's something about it and I know what they're trying to accomplish and it does fit with that genre and I like the heavier music style, but it's just the one vocalist is the only reason that I, I can listen to like parts of songs. But as soon as she starts singing, I can't do it. Wish if I knew which one that was. But their older music that they had, I listened to uh, Brand New Idol Shit. 
their debut album, if I'm correct. Yes. And there were some great songs in that, too. And I enjoyed a lot of their older stuff, but their newer one, I didn't care for that Carrots mini album. And whatever vocalist that is, she was featured way more on it. So I think that's the hit or miss for me. It really depends on how they utilize their vocals in there. And that plays on my ears. But as a group, I understand what they're trying to accomplish. And they definitely are in that genre. I also enjoyed their song Jam, which was a slower song. And I thought it was amazing. So I think I'm going to gear toward more of their slower style music and not their really abrupt heavier stuff but i'm glad i went back and gave them another listen because before i just ruled them out as i don't like any other stuff you know she's in every song and then when i went back and listened to it she isn't and there's some great songs they have with great encompassments compositions and also vocal wise that they all blended together very well so all right so Next up is a up-and-coming singer. She actually debuted in March of this year with her debut mini-album, Inside You. It is Millet. She has a extremely unique voice, and it is very deep. So to me, she reminds me of Adele, because she has this power that resonates with you, and it's a voice you don't forget, whether you like it or you don't you know who she is when you hear her sing and oh yeah <laughs> yes exactly it's like you know who she is that's how unique her voice is and it doesn't matter if you like her or not it's just like adele you know who she is and i'm hit or miss and adele however i loved millet's voice and as soon as i heard it she was something special due to this fact it's someone you can recognize wherever you're at and you're like I know who that is she has that power and not to mention her vocal skills her English is very very good and she utilizes that in a lot of her songs just like Charm Park does I think Charm Park does it a lot better and utilizes their English better than Millet as Millet's voice is so much different than his and her deep voice sometimes makes the transition slightly odd but at the same time for Millet it still works very well for me and I love it and I would say Inside You again and again were two of the early songs that absolutely grabbed me and then I loved her mini album Us and Wonderland. And from there, You and I and Drown You. It's just, she just continues to show that she does have something unique. My only gripe is I would like to see her break out of the shell because a lot of her music is the same type of undertone. And it is a more of a relax, I would say relaxing yet deeper, darker vibe. I want to see her do something a little bit more upbeat and showcase what her voice can do in a higher energy song. I want to see if she can do it, and I think she can. But that's my only thing, is I want to see her break out of the mold she's in right now. Yeah, exactly. And I think if you guys listen to her latest song, Rewa, and the song that she just did for Vinland Saga... I think she's 
going that way, those two songs were really fantastic and kind of broke what she usually does. And you are right. She does have that deeper, very Adele, I guess kind of like, uh, what what's that new singer that's been really popular with the girls lately? Um, Billy Idol? No, Billy. Oh, uh, Billy. Billy Eilish. Billy. Yeah, yeah. Billie who Ellis. she she's very emotional in her style, if I remember correctly, and she's fairly similar. Where she's very emotional, very deeper sounding vocalist, who speaks to her emotions, and it's it's interesting. <laughs> that Millet was originally like this, and I kind of agree with you there, Luna, where she needs to break out of that shell, and I need to give her at least one more track for that. If she doesn't do that, I'm going to call her a lost cause, honestly. (laughs) And it's, you know, this is coming from someone that I really do like. I I really do like that dark, that soulful-like style, but you can't be a one-trick pony. And that's what she's ended up becoming, uh, almost. And I want her I to change. She, yeah. I would say she has, but she hasn't, because at the same time, it could work for to her advantage. Yeah, yeah. And for, like, an example, Onitsuka Chihiro has that same type of style. It's a very emotional style, and she's an extremely deep voice. Mm-mm-mm. And she did that style for, you know what I mean. Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. And it was an alternative style for years, and it worked very well, as you can still see she's still going. Yep, yep. However, eventually she did break that mold in some of the other things she did, but she'd still go back to it Eventually, well. Yeah, so she can go back I to can, it. Yeah. Exactly, and I can see I'm hoping, I don't mind if Millet stays the same. However, I do want to see more songs like you and I that mm-hmm. she just did because it was a good change and I could maybe not see her going that way in the next one prover as since it's used as a theme I I know where that's probably going to go however I want to see what those other songs are going to be in that mini album and what the next single will will be and see kind of how how that course takes her I'm very curious to see what she does like you and see if she'll break out eventually or if she's just going to stay the same until she really has to change. Yeah, I I guess I'll go ahead and be the voice of dissent and and this one because I I get Millet and I see her appeal and I I know I was really hard on her last time and it's like I went back and I tried again. uh, I tried listening to her Us mini album again and it still is just like it just I don't I don't know why it just wasn't sticking to me. I, I do think she has a lovely voice and I do think uh, she does have good song compositions, but I, I just really wasn't feeling her, her style of music. And it wasn't until I heard her song You and I that I really felt found like a breakthrough for me as far as uh, Millet goes. I like that song really stood out to me. That that song was really enjoyable. That that one I felt like had a really solid melody, and I I was really able to appreciate her melody, her her vocals of the melody in that song. So, but that that's that was like really like the only one that I really really liked. Uh, I I do agree with you guys. I really feel like she's a like a one trick pony, and maybe that's why I'm struggling to like her so much is because. She she's in that lane, and I, I'm just that's not a lane that I typically listen to. 
but you know when we do music corners and stuff like that you know you know you know, I always go into every music corner with the hope of liking them. And I, I'm always really disappointed when I wind up not liking them for whatever reason. And there's a lot of things about Millet I really feel like I should like about her. But for whatever reason, it's just not connecting. So for me, I'm not a big fan of her. But she is talented. And let's, I do want to see where she goes with her career. Because I do think, like, if she really starts mixing it up, I, I know I'll probably grow an appreciation for her and, and become a fan of hers. But if she stays in the lane that she's in, I, I like, she'll always be a vocalist. And I'll be like, she's really talented, but she's just not for me. And moving on to an artist I also didn't think was really perfect for you, which is <laughs> it is uh, eerie there. And, you know, she grew up doing the whole jazz thing and she wanted to become a jazz singer and her influences are very much so from that stem and if you take a look at her you would think that it's just uh it's another j-pop singer vocalist but her vocal and lyrical arrangement will throw off a lot of first-time listeners because she has a very mature a mature vocal range for someone of her age and I love it. Wonderland was such an amazing treat. Only One only brings that even more. And her recent song, 24 and 25, is amazing. I would highly recommend it. Yeah, no. I, I will say, I, I remember we had that conversation off air. He was like, man, he didn't like Millet. And I've got Eerie lined up. And was like, I remember you're like really expecting me not to like her. And then I came back and was like, no, I, I loved her. It, it was, it was a little bit of a shock and awe there, but I love Erie's vocal style. Like, like she just, she, I really feel like she should just be a jazz singer. Like, like her vocal style suits it so well. And, and the evidence that I have for that is her brand new song, 24 to 25, what whatever it's called because it's 24 dash 25 so i think it's 24 to 25 but it, it is whatever it's a, yep, it's yep, a yep. great it, song. no it is it is it's <laughs> it's called 24 to 25 because she just turned 25 right? oh okay that makes sense but i i love that song and, and i mean she had other songs that i liked beforehand like wonderland i remember liking that song but my god this song was fantastic in every way and i really loved the trumpet backing her vocals I'm like, hello, 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 you're a jazz singer. You should just own it and and let that be your your thing because jazz singers are mildly rare and really freaking talented. And I I really, really like even though she's not in the genre I want her to be in, she still kills it. And she does great, great work. And I like I cannot recommend her new song 24 to 25 enough. Like that song is fantastic. I like go drop what you're doing. Go out and listen to that song. You'll thank me later. It's fantastic. So I was super excited when you picked ID because or Eerie, Edie, sorry. Cause I absolutely loved her after I heard Wonderland. I was hooked and I started checking out a lot of her other songs after that. And she has that deep soulful voice that I, I do agree jazz is perfect for it. However, her music is just fantastic. 
makes this so well with her voice. Um, Shade was also one of my other favorite songs by her. And you're right about 24-25. That song is just music to my ears. It is the perfect treat. And I also really enjoyed Aitai, Aitaiwa. Just yeah, Aitaiwa. <laughs> just her music is fantastic. And I could not get enough of her. And her soulful voice as it was just relaxing, like even her R&B stuff from her jazz, just to the different styles she did. And it it's just amazing. And she's an artist. I'm looking forward to seeing what else she'll do in the future. All right. Moving on to our next group, we're going to talk about a little band, a little uh, three member rock band called Burnout Syndromes. They are the other anime band that I, I, I've i done. I, I will say I really, really like them. They got started back in 2005 and they're not like Blue End Count where you can kind of throw them in the genre. It's a little trickier with Burnout Syndromes. They, they, they fall into more of generic rock, I guess would be a good way to put it. But I really like the the vocalist. I, I really feel like the lead vocalist has this like really powerful vocals. And one of the songs like like that really shows through is um, "Good Good Morning World," which was the song, which was the opening that they did with for Doctor Stone. And I I just really felt like that's a really good song. the The lead guitarist does amazing guitar work. And I, I really feel like they just come together as a whole and just is able to write really good, solid rock compositions. I know they're not doing anything insanely new, but I think that they are really solid at what they do. And that is enough for me. And I, I thoroughly enjoy their music. And I really am eager to see what they do next. Uh, I'm eager to see if they stay in that in the lane or if they kind of break off and do something else so it'll be interesting to see where they go from here oh what are your guys's thoughts (laughs) i knew this was coming that's why that's why i kind of preempted it (laughs) (laughs) so their modern stuff isn't really good in my opinion their 2016 to 2017 before they got signed is fan freaking tastic they were doing some a lot of stuff that wasn't out of the ordinary and the good the good morning song it's it's it is there it is a traditional anime rock song but unlike unlike what i did like with blue encounter with Polaris, I don't see myself sitting down and being like, "Yeah, I really love this song." I <laughs> like, like, "Fly High" and "Hikari Day" is such an amazing song from the 2016 years before yeah. they got signed. They those tracks were amazing. They were doing, uh, they were on the brink of doing something and breaking out. But the fact when they got signed, I feel like you know. And, and that's the thing with being with a major label. You do stuff that is with trends, and sometimes the generic stuff is what the trends are looking out for. And that's why it's it's kind of hard, in my opinion. But, you know, they they are great at what they do right now. How I do wish that they could break out with their next song. I really want them to. I really want them to be the next evolution of what their 2016 stuff is. And I think they can, they still can do it, but it's just a matter of, 
you know, label stuff getting in the way of that. And that, honestly, I wish that their next track isn't involved with the anime. Because if it's involved with the anime, that's kind of setting the tone of what the song has to be, kind of. That's true. But that's just me. Yeah, I pretty much feel the about the exact same way as you. I really enjoyed their song, Fly High. That was probably my favorite song. And I thought Hikari Rie was also a very good song. But I didn't care for their newer stuff as I just felt that it was very generic. And and you could tell it was, like, like Ken said, a record label push due to it's part of an anime. And they, they needed something generic that would be popular with everyone. Um, so to me, I felt like they were a little bit forgettable because... The only one I really, really remember is probably Fly High. Compared to Blue End Count, which a lot of their songs are more memorable, I felt like Blue End Count had more powerful vocals and more unique, I guess you could say, um, like melodies and instruments. I felt like a lot of Blue End Count stuff, even their newer stuff, was more memorable than Burnout Syndrome's. I, I would like to see Burnout Syndromes come out and do something that just, you know, surprises us all and goes back to doing a little bit like their older style that we enjoyed. So I am curious to see what they'll do next. All right, going into our next one, it is I Don't Like Mondays, which is a, I, I would classify, they classify themselves as a rock band. I would say more of a pop rock band as their styles differentiate so much and they're not your typical rock band which is one of the many reasons i absolutely love this group and i know everyone's already hear, heard me speak about them on our year-end episode as they made one of my favorite artists of 2019 they're fantastic they break that mold of rock as they do so many different styles and they fuse them together perfectly with such a smooth transition. The lead vocalist has a fantastic voice. Their composition and melodies just stick with you that you always remember them. For example, Lemonade, you always remember that opening. And you always remember that guitar riff right in, right near in the middle of that song. I mean, that is the song that turned me on to them as... It had everything you needed in a song. It had the composition right there with his voice. It just caught you and it caught me. Not to mention it, YouTube kept promoting the shit out of it. And I will say their song tonight. When you hear him start singing that first part, tonight, tonight. And it just catches you. And his English is so good. So perfect in a way they can make that flow together. Oh my gosh. And the, even their newer music they sign in with Avix is fantastic, along with their older music but when they were with Indie. I mean, I've loved everything I heard. I thought Diamond was a great song, as it really did change. It was a lot different than Lemonade. It was more poppy, but it was still a great song. So they're one of those groups that came out of nowhere for me, and I became an instant fan overnight after I heard Lemonade. Yeah, no, this band was like a really nice, interesting surprise, especially coming from you, Luna. Just like this, this band's like literally like something I wasn't expecting from you. 
So n not not trying to make a knock on you or anything like that, but I just wasn't expecting it. But uh, th this band I really, really enjoyed. I was trying to go th back through and figure out. I listened to one of their albums, and I can't remember which album it was that I listened to. Whichever one has Lemonade on it. Oh, okay, it's their newest one, uh, Future. And honestly, when I was listening to that, the band that they really reminded me of in a lot of ways was uh, Bradio. Like they, they really, a lot of the songs on that album really had like a, almost like a funk fusion feel to it. And I really, really liked that. I, I really felt like that was just like really like they, they, even though they reminded me of Bradio, they weren't riffing on Bradio or like they were still doing their own unique thing. And uh, it was just a lot of fun and I, I thoroughly enjoyed them. Their, their latest album is fantastic. So definitely go give that a listen, and uh, I I can't sing their their like they were a solid pick like they they were a great great choice I I really enjoyed them. Yeah no I this band like I said when we first did this if you didn't do them first Luna I would have done them they are an amazing band that you know changes it up every so often and that's what I really do like with the genre that they decide to do with, which is pop rock. And for them to kind of go out of their boundaries and just not be such so defined of what the genre is, is very interesting. And that's what I really do like about them. But we'll continue on to my lovely form member, pop rock band, The Fredericks. And they are formed by <laughs> the first family band actually that we started to do here they're the mihara twins it's the the vocalist and the bassist they're both twins there oh. yeah they kind of look similar plus you know that that vocalist has like the the most stare into your soul eyes <laughs> i swear to god <laughs> like he could steal my soul by just looking at me but you know they had these highly addictive compositions and melodies and hopes to be the next hot topic of the music industry that listeners won't forget. And that's for damn sure because I can't get that damn song out out odd loop out of my head ever since I first heard it. And <laughs> Renford freaking hates them. <laughs> and I always make fun of them <laughs> that uh, we did this. I, I honestly wanted to hear what you guys had to say about them because this was the band that we did before we saw each other in St. Louis. And... I didn't get to talk to you guys about them. So, and I wasn't on the episode when we did this one. And they were interesting. I did not realize they were related. They had a extremely unique style. And because of that, I don't exactly know how to describe their music, which is, I see as a good thing. It's a group. You just want to say, check out this band. They have a unique sound. That's all I can say about them. And it made it memorable because I heard Maka Nakar and that song stuck with me. I'm just like, what is this? This is so odd. I love it. And their song Taika also did the same thing for me. And a lot of their music, like, I like this. It's unique. And you're right. Their motto, they don't want you to forget it. That's right. I haven't forgotten it because it's, it's so odd. <laughs> and... I still don't know how to describe it. I will say their vocals are fit very well with their songs, which is the other thing I did like. But I think it's their uniqueness for me that made them stand out. 
Yeah, no, I, I checked out their Fredder Fredder Rhythm Two album, and I, I gotta say that I really, really wound up liking the majority of songs on that album. I, I felt like that was just a solid album. The song that I really, really liked was Yoruni Rock O Kite Shimatara. I know that was a mouthful, but that one was like one of the big standout songs on that album. But a lot of them were just really fantastic. And you guys have kind of hit the nail on the head. They have a, just a really unique and interesting style. And they do it in such a fun, interesting way that it really endears you to them. And they actually, you know, I put in my notes, like they have like a really interesting charm about them. And it, they just really just get you sucked in. To me, like I would say like it's like a rock with a little bit of electronica mixed in, I guess is a good way to put it. But even then, I, I don't think that's really selling the style of their music quite right. But they are fantastic. It's really weird because I feel like a lot of their compositions are just mashed together to a wall and to see what sticks and what sticks actually freaking works. <laughs> and the, it's interesting to see that because like a lot of their songs just like, oh, it's it feels like the compositions is oh, it's all over the place, but it it wraps around so well that you kind of are oblivious of that fact sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I ended up really, really liking about them. Plus, I wanted to troll troll <laughs> so hard on the episode that he was on that he had to listen to this group. You know, we we the the song that I talk about, Odd Loop, was released six years ago, and when we went to Rock in Japan, this song is still very popular to the point that. The stupid dance that those two girls do are still being used. Like, random girls are dancing to this particular song with that stupid dance that they're doing. <laughs> and I just find it freaking hilarious. All right. Moving on to our next group, we're going to talk about my, like, just my, one of my absolute favorite groups. And uh, I, I, you guys have heard me talk about them 800 times. I don't know, honestly, what more I could say about this group, but we're going to try again for the 900th time. Uh, so we're going to talk about Color Creation, which is a five-member vocal group. They're boy idol, uh, boy band group. They got started back in 2017. They, you know, they really, you know, just broke out and just, you know, I remember when we heard Canvas, they, they, I liked it. I really, really liked it, but I did not fall in love with this group until I'm here slash Blue Star when they dropped that single. Like that—that that was like the game changer for me with this group. Like they, like they just absolutely blew my mind, and I have been in love with these guys ever since. I, I feel like, you know, each release that they that they do, they just like you just get better in in, in a weird way. Because uh, you had "Let It Snow" in February of last year, which is this amazingly beautiful song, and then you had "The Call" that came out right, you know, in November, and like that that song just blew my mind again. And I I, I love these guys, and so they have absolutely amazing voices. I mean, these guys are extremely talented. And I understand why you love them as you, they have the perfect harmonies and all their voices. They all have a certain power to them. Their music blends so well together. 
I, I cannot say enough about them and their power ballads, like the call just really hit you because of the emotion they put between that and put behind it. It gets you. And another song I really enjoyed by them, which surprised me was butterfly. And that was on their first album and the chorus a little bit reminded me of Mariah Carey's butterfly. However, they had this amazing spin on it and I don't know which member it was, but there's one member, his vocals. Oh my gosh. When you hear him just belting out the lyrics, it just takes you away to another place. And this is what I love about a good boy band is, or boy group is just the power and the harmonizations, the vocals, the melodies, everything that flows so well. And this makes them stand out from the rest is they have so much talent in their, their voice. And they're also extremely memorable due to that. So I, I will say if you're, if you're curious as to like, if you don't know, like who, which vocalist is, which Ry, uh, Ryosuke really, really stands out from the group, not only because of his vocals, but if you're watching the music video, he's half Peruvian so he he does not quite look. That's yeah, the yeah. One. He, he's the one who I remember because he has. A yeah, he, he has a so. very unique look to him. So he really stands out. And yeah, no, like I love the other four guys. I think they do amazing. But Ryosuke is just insanely good, and his vocals are always on point. Like just nailing it every time. Yeah, I, I was just blown away. And I already heard the call and I already knew how, what a fantastic song it was. But revisit, revisiting their music and listening to their first palette album just really spotlights how much talent these guys have. No, that's for darn sure. You know, I've always think that they are a one and done vocal group that I don't think that they can continue this high momentum that they set them for themselves every single time but they surprise me every single time and they are just amazing and they have such a great vocal range and i can't wait to see what more they have to them and what the future in stores for their career and i'm pretty sure once a gray color comes out you're going to be framing that, <laughs> that huh? probably okay so next up is Fakey, who is a, I'm trying to think of how to classify them. I would say a pop dance group. And they are a little something different as they break the mold. And when they first started out, Fakey is, was definitely more of an EDM rock group. You listen to their debut single and then you listen to their latest ones now and there is a huge difference and even over when they first began it's amazing to see their transition and how their music has changed styles each time and each year i just love that they can go with the flow and switch anything up and these girls are just amazing they all have powerful vocals they all can go with anything and just the versatility they have not only in their music but their vocals is one of the reasons I love them 
Not to mention, they are fantastic dancers and have great choreography in their videos. You watch them. I mean, these girls can do it all. And I, I would say one of their, my favorite songs of them that struck me by surprise is it felt a little bit out of the norm was Sugar Sweet, as it was a cutesy, poppy track that was a little bit more mellow than some of their other music, and it just caught me by surprise, and I loved it because their vocals were perfectly harmonized. It was just such a fun, cute song. And you listen to something like Candy that is a lot of fun, and the video is weird as hell. Their choreography is very unique, but something about that song just catches me. And it always makes me get up and dance. And one of their latest ones, not their newest one, but their second newest one, Antidote, I love the reggae vibe they went with because you hear Girl Gotta Live, who, you know, which is a song that is a high energy girl empowerment, great dance song, amazing. Then you get Antidote, which is also a fun dance song. However, it goes for more of that reggae style. So you see that within months, they just transition their music so flawlessly that they can go with these different styles. And then you get New Age, which is a little bit more techno EDM. So I, it, it just seeing that makes me love them even more and showing that they all break the mold and they can make this happen together and they keep on going and I love it. Yeah, definitely. These this is the group that I was kind of like, well, I don't know how to cl clearly identify them. They're more just of a unit more than a genre. I would identify them because they always change of what they want to be, and that's where it's really important to kind of follow a certain artist. Maybe you might not like them this, this particular style, but you might like them with the, another song which can throw you off if you really like that particular style. But it's great for people that be like, well, this is new. How come I never heard about them? Oh, they do not only this type of style, but much more of a dance R&B type of style also. And that's what I actually really do love about Vicky. Yeah, for me personally, I, I was honestly dreading Fakie because when they were coming to i think canada they were coming to a con and i had to cover the article for them and so i checked them out then and i genuinely did not like what i heard i i genuinely really hated what i had had listened to and so i i was like oh you know i've done the article i don't really have to worry about this group anymore and then luna picked them for music corner i was like oh man so I was always dreading Fakie. I, I like I literally looked at them with dread, and uh, I know I wasn't on the week that we covered them, and uh, but I always knew I'd have to come back around eventually and listen to them. And so I did come back around. I did listen to them. I gave them. I wanted to give them another shot because I don't always think it's fair to write off a group and be like, well, because I didn't like this song or this song or this song doesn't mean that you'll. You'll like them. Sometimes it's like it just takes you a while to find the songs that you like. And I guess I can still keep looking for Fakie because I still haven't really found a song I genuinely like at all. Because I do like their vocals. I do think like they have really strong and powerful vocals. 
but I really feel like their music composition is just a little all over the place in the songs that I've heard. And I just really find it like it's really hard to enjoy and like it it just doesn't really appeal to me in any particular manner. I do think the girls are really talented. And I, I don't know if my problem is necessarily with the girls, if it's not just with the production team. But for me, like I just really have ha- had a really hard time liking Fakey. And I, I'm sorry. What are you sorry for? <laughs> I mean, that was the exact same reason why I had the thing with Billy Idol. <laughs> their, their vocals are amazing, but their composition is all over the place. But, you know, I mean, to each their own. I, this type of style, it's, it is kind of all over the, the place. And if you're not used to this type of genre, then, of course, it's going to be a little bit more difficult for people to get into. But, you know... You, you don't need to be sorry about that. <laughs> I just didn't know what else to say at the end of the sentence, so I just apologized. That's what I do. When in doubt, apologize, and I was deep down. Okay, so we're going to wrap everything up here now. Yeah, you're going to be fired. That's what you get. That's your punishment. What the hell am I going to be mad at you for? I don't know. I'm sorry. You know, that's the thing why I don't mind. Like, we butt heads all the time, but, you know, I appreciate your your comments because it's boring if we all three like the same things. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very true. true. We all have our own opinion, and it's always great to hear everyone. So you, you don't know? need to be sorry about it. I'll jab you for it all the freaking time. <laughs> that's what I love doing. But, you know, I'm not going to be, uh, yeah, Freaking graver like liking this this stuff over this. No, I'm not gonna be like that. <laughs> I'm gonna just judge you harshly. <laughs> uh, that I'm used to. <laughs> but speaking of judging you harshly, <laughs> we have another uh, we have another art- artist that I knew will be kind of on the on the edge for you, and that is Lovely Summer Chan. And you know she's. She's interesting because I think of of her being that that hybrid mix of like Aimeon and Shia Summer where you know she doesn't really compose most of her tracks but when she cut, she has that vocal range of doing so and what fits for her and that's what really really sold me on her her song 202 that R&B vibe is such an amazing thing and i really can't wait to see what will happen to her career she kind of switched a couple things around ever since we've talked about her but i'm really looking forward to her nonetheless well i i will surprise you and say that i actually kind of enjoyed a lovely summer chant i felt like she was a little hit and miss with me but i really loved her song part-time robot I, like that that's just a really good song and it has a little personality about it that i found quite enjoyable and uh, you know she does have a great voice and you know she she does like when i started listening to her i really felt like she'd only have like a singular style but she really branches out and she does a, a wide range of, of things like she has like some upbeat songs and some slower songs so I, I really felt like she, she has a really good range and stuff like that. I don't love every one of her songs, but I think overall she is a she is a strong vocalist and and she really has a great performance. And uh, I I thoroughly enjoy listening to her. Listening to her. 
so I really enjoyed Lovely Summer Chan. I think it was because I loved her voice. It was so sweet and it fit with her musical style because a lot of it was very relaxing and just easy on the ears for me. It just put me in a really happy-go-lucky mood as that's what her voice spoke to me. And 202 had been my favorite song, hands down. I loved that song and had it on repeat. I also thought Watashi no Uta was an absolutely beautiful song. But, and like Part Time Robot, which you really like, right, was also a great song. I enjoyed her uh, whole album. I, I couldn't get enough of her just because of her sweet, cute voice. It just made me so happy listening to her. I, she stuck out for that reason and made me feel like she had a little something special there. That's for darn sure. And I, like I said, I can't wait to see what more style she kind of just picks and chooses and makes her own, so to speak. I am too. I, I think that's why I liked her. She just kind of made everything her own and put her own spin on it, which made me happy. And moving on to our next artist, we're going to talk about uh, a guy that I've got to discover over the course of 2019. And I, I got to say, I've, I've really grown to really like him. I, I do know that he does have a small caveat to him, and we'll, we'll get to that. But we're going to talk about Sonari who is a 17-year-old rapper. He is signed with Avex, and he just dropped his very first album this year called 16. He also has a digital album called Homemade, and I've really grown to like him. I really like his rap style and his vocal work. And the one caveat that he does have is he is an auto-tuner. And he's, pro of the people that we talk about, I think he's probably the most... Uh, egregious with this sin is uh he he does it quite a lot oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he does it quite a lot so that that is the that is the caveat and if you do not like auto tuning you will hate him with a passion so there there is that there there i do want to preface with that but if you can move past the auto tuning uh you can um check out him i i really really like him he does have a actually for his age he does have a wide range of styles that he really displays on this 16 album uh he is a really solid producer and um he's just he's really good vocalist he has really good flow and cadence to his rap and this guy is really really amazing and um i i really really like scenario i i really feel like you know he's uh just a solid solid entry and he's young he's gonna grow he's gonna expand and I i'm really interested to see how he's gonna grow how he's gonna evolve and and i really want to see how that evolution plays out because that that'll be like the proof of the pudding that he's as talented as i say he is is, is how he evolves and how he takes that next step and so we'll, we'll see so i with him, his compositions are fan-freaking-tastic. Like, that's probably my favorite thing about him. Plus, he has a great rap style, and when you hear it and not his auto-tuning, it's fantastic. Which is why I showcase Sailor, which is also one of his newer songs, as you really do hear his rap and his actual voice versus a lot of the other songs of his. You really hear heavy auto-tuning which is my issue with him. 
and I think he does have a great voice when he doesn't utilize, utilize autotune, which is what I want to hear in the future. I would like to hear more of his music without that. For me, it is a little hard to get past auto-tuning as it grates in my nerves, but his compositions do make up for that fact. And I'm really curious to see what he'll do in the future, as he does have a very unique style. And with a unique style with those compositions, and even his voice is very interesting. So... He's one I'm going to look out for. I'm still not sure how I feel about him just quite yet, but he's on my radar to keep on, to keep watching over. So that's one thing. <laughs> it's the... Oh, the auto-tuning. It's, it's kind of hard to bear, but when he doesn't do it, he has amazing vocals. I don't know why he needs to hide behind the auto-tuning. And he's another one of the same as Root Alpha. I think that they would make great com- composers and producers if they find out that the music spotlight isn't just for them because his producing tracks is amazing and I think that he would do an amazing tr- time just going through that and going with artists and doing that for them. The, the auto-tuning, honestly, it kills all the buzz that I always have for him. And I was like, oh, you know, why do I do not like this artist. I thought that he was an amazing vocalist. As soon as I heard the auto-tuning, I was like, ooh, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's why. <laughs> Alright, and next up is Toyama Mire, who is a Japanese R&B vocalist. She also does, I would say R&B pop vocalist. And she is a singer somewhat near and dear to my heart, is I got to see her live back in 2014 when she was just starting out and I got to hear her debut single or singles because it was a dual one and she just wowed me with her impressive powerful vocals she is an artist that blew me away as just seeing someone like that live belt out these songs and fallen out and was the big one I'm like oh my god this girl is fantastic I only knew her first name because they just called her Mide so she was an artist I hunted for and this year I pretty much rediscovered her and just seeing how far she has come in her career since 2014 till now has amazed me with not only how her vocals have progressed but they have progressed in a way such as she can control them to fit her songs in the composition which I think is part of the reason she is such a talented artist. And and it's just hearing the type of song she can do, not just, I mean, she can, she did a dancey song, you know, starting out. And you hear some of her ballads, which take a completely different tune and they're fantastic. So listening from beginning till now, it's just amazing to see her progression as an artist to see how she's toned her voice, learn to control it, and just to see the music style she can go with and do is just amazing. I am super excited to see where she is going as she also has a couple English songs out and in Amer- and a website in the US. So I I just love the love to see where she'll go from here. Yeah, no, Mina has got oh, such a really great 
great voice. And uh, one of the things that I, I I really really like about her her music is uh, I really feel like her song production is really top notch. Uh, I went back and I listened to her playlist EP, and like all five of those songs are just fantastic. I I, I picked a favorite of Sayonara, but you could really just pick any of them. Like they're all great, and uh, I really really liked her song Dai Kirai, which is a song she did with Sonari, and he has a great rap uh, in that song. But uh, she's just absolutely fantastic, and uh, she is like really, r- like really really great vocals, and she does a great job of matching her vocals to the music, and just really creating this wonderful sound that you can just really appreciate. No, I definitely agree with you on that. You can pick any one of that song, and it just sounds amazing. <laughs> Being able to control her vocal range like that is just unimaginable. With certain artists, that takes years of training. But granted, that's to show how much she got better. And it's amazing because she, she was really good to begin with. And to see that growth over the years was just really interesting to say the least and with that we'll continue on to the lovely Dai Sansei the guitar vocal led band by Nobuaki Ataku and you know they take the lead laid back atmospheric bands and I already hear it from you Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I already hear it but it's you just... already read my notes didn't you <laughs> <laughs> you know that laid back atmospheric style while it might be a a turn off for most it's a great jumping on and off point for most listeners of all ages and holds various amount of compositions whether it be a more aggressive guitar style or more nostalgic tempo but you know a lot of Daisansei's style is a l- <laughs> pretty much harping on that laid back and relaxed style what part part of me I still feel bad because I really because uh when we first covered them I screwed up their name. I thought they were Dai Sensei and couldn't find them on Apple Music. So like I had only listened to like one music video and I felt like I just didn't do this band any justice when we were talking about them and I just I felt really guilty about that. So going back and correcting my mistake was something that I, I actually enjoyed and I was really happy to really sit down and spend a little time with Dai Sansei. And I, I I will say they are really laid back. And, and I was like, and, and I wrote like, I'm really torn because I don't like this laid back music. But they have this really nostalgic feel about them. And that's where they got me. Was that like, just like nostalgic feel. Like it's just. Even though I had never heard their music before, I just felt like, you know, I was back in like the early 2000s. Um, like a lot of their music really reminded me of something like you would hear. Like they, they have a couple of tracks that are kind of similar. They're not the same. They're kind of similar to tracks like you'd hear on Katamari. And and it just put me in that mindset. And I just I wound up really, really liking them. Even though, like, there's that part of me is like, oh man, this is laid back music. I don't like laid back music. I, I wound up liking them uh, a, a, a lot more than I genuinely thought I did because it was a, I was able to to reminisce about even though it was not Katamari music, I was able to reminisce about Katamari a little bit and just really sit back and enjoy the music. And I like I said, is like I do find it uncanny that that they can create a nostalgic feeling 
without with even though it's like a song you've never heard before it's your first time hearing it it's like an old friend that you're saying hello to so it, it was it was nice to go back and do this band justice and give and give them like solid listen and i can't apologize enough on on that screw up i made the first time around so uh i i wound up thoroughly thoroughly liking these guys so this was a really nice chill group with just that relaxing music kind of like gray said it reminded you of katamari i never really thought about it like that but i hadn't played that game in years however it's something you just want to sit under the nice breeze to, listen to, relax to. And something about their vocals and their sound, it has this unrefinedness to it, which is what I liked. As it's really interesting, unique, they just kind of stand out. They're a group that's very difficult to describe for me. I would just say it's my chill, relax music. is just something you put on headphones to and enjoy all right and i will be serving up our last group for the night so thank you guys for staying with us uh and we will do the last one so for the last group is the group that we talked about last week milk which is a seven member vocal dance unit uh that's signed under stardust records i really really like them they they really do stick in a lane uh luna uh informed us last week that they do have a slow song on their first album so they do they do have a wider range i have not had an opportunity to go back and listen to that first album but they do mostly just do like fun pop upbeat high energy uh music but i really feel like even though like this is about like the only thing that they do they still do this really really well they have great vocalization and harmony work and you know, I really feel like, you know, these guys just have a lot of fun doing what they do. And I it comes through in their music videos. Like, they seem to be having the time of their life and a lot of fun. And so, you know, I've really taken a shine to them. I, I've, I've thoroughly lis enjoyed listening to them and getting to know them better over the process of Music Corner. And uh, it, it was a delight, even if I'm the only one that will ultimately like 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 them. But, you know, these guys were, were a lot of fun to listen to, and I thoroughly enjoyed my time that I got to spend with them. And, you know, I listened to your, your guys' uh, talk about them last year or last week, and I had wished that you had at least brought up Dark Milk for a bit because that is that is the edgy style that I was wishing for because they're, <laughs> they're, they're a much more edgier version of Milk. And, what well, you know... Well, the earlier stuff is better when they had five members, in my opinion. They all have such amazing vocals. And, it, it, you know, it'll bring a smile to anyone's face. And that's what this their style of music always does. And I can't knock them for that. The thing I'll knock them for is if they'll keep doing this for three years, and then, then I'll have a problem. <laughs> so I'm sure you've heard my... my my thing on last, last podcast regarding Milk. I... I did re-listen to some of their music? Uh, not much, just because I literally just listened to them. <laughs> so I still hold about the same opinion of them. They're a very high-energy group. They're hit or miss for me. However, I did find several songs I found very enjoyable. I love their, their song, I. I thought it was a beautiful song, a ballad. 
and it just showed their harmonizations and their vocals. Uh, I also found My Treasure a enjoyable, fun song as well. So they're a very interesting group. I'm kind of curious to see what they'll do and maybe they'll have a newer song I actually enjoy. A lot more than, you know, I like their older stuff way better. I find their older stuff a lot more enjoyable than their newer music. So I'm hoping that they'll have something that really piques my interest. But I really liked them when there were five members. Yeah, with that, so we pretty much went through our entire list here. And now we're going to go into kind of the, the groups that we kind of like the most out of this top 25. Once again, as I said on the top of the podcast here, we'll be... A little rule was instated, saying that out of our top five, only one of them could be an artist of our choosing from that we wrote about. The rest has to be from the other two that they chose. So let's kind of go over that lovely little order of list and just kind of give out a one or two reasons why you kind of just pick them over the rest and be interesting to see how everyone just stabs each other in the throat there. <laughs> But let's start off with the number five. We'll do the round robin style like last time. So why don't you go ahead, Gray? All right. So uh, leading off uh, number five, I picked Brederick for my number five group. This was a tough pick. There was a couple of others that could could take the fifth slot, but I wanted to give it to Frederick because it's a group that honestly I as much as you guys hear me talk about like what I like and what I don't like, they check all the bell, all the, all the boxes of all the groups that I, of things that I don't like about groups and I wound up liking them. So it, it's just goes to show you, like, I, I know I'm weird and picky, but you know, some, some days it's just, you know, I, I always felt like executions is one of those things that even if you don't like, typically like something i think if it's done well and executed well i i really think it can change your opinion on a lot of things and i think frederick does what they do really well i really feel like you know they they execute what they want to do in a very great fashion and really just stands out in the crowd and uh, it is just a, a really solid group and you luna so mine i originally had two marked as five because i couldn't decide however the more that i thought about it and the more reasons I had, I'm going with color creation for nine, my number five. And the reason I'm actually going to choose them is due to the fact that these guys are extremely talented with their vocals. Their vocals and harmonies stick with you, especially their power ballads. They make them very memorable. And they're a group that you can't really uh, lump in with all the other types of boy groups as... One, they try to use colors, you know, to be unique. However, I think due to the fact that how good their vocals are, that's what really makes them stand out from the rest as they all have that unique power to them. And you can see each one of them bring something out in themselves in their song. So for me, that makes them memorable as I, it was a group that I keep going back to some of their songs and when you keep going back to a group, that was one of my check marks of someone I had to include. But it was an extremely tough choice due to there are so many great, talented artists, many of them who I'm still currently listening to, 
but I think color creation does deserve that number five spot in my list. And Ken, what about you? What's your number five? My number five is going to be the lovely Millet. You know, I love everything about her. Her soulful vocals is just what I really do love her. And it does define her. And, you know, as much as I give it a knock for that, I know she can achieve much more. And I chose her as number five because of the fact that I can't wait to see what the future is in, to, in store for her. She is going to be like my Eru for you where I know she's going to knock it out of the park. And I will keep my eye out on her nonetheless. With that, let's continue on to our number four. So go right ahead, Gray. All right. So for my number four... This was a, another tough one because honestly, like you can kind of swap four and three, just depends. Uh, but I decided to get stick with I don't like Mondays because they are just such a nice, fun, interesting group to to listen to, and I really, really did enjoy their style. And uh, I I had a lot of fun listening to their latest album, and that that really cemented their number four spot for me is is uh, just the quality of that latest album i felt like it was like really stellar and i just really really enjoyed that and uh i know luna has talked about their song lemonade and gave it a bunch of praise and rightfully so that song is absolutely amazing i i've listened to it so many times now and it's just this is one of those songs that's hard to forget. It's always stuck in your head when, whenever you're talking about it. You can just visualize that song being in your head. But they are not a one-trick pony. They do have other great songs. And their latest, like I said, their latest album was just an absolute blast to listen to. And was one of the big highlights of this whole project was listening to that. So I went ahead and uh, picked I Don't Like Mondays for my number four spot. I'm going to piggyback on this a little because I wanted to put them in my top five but i felt like i sang enough praises on them due to the fact that like you said they are no one trick pony they've been around for quite some time however i think they were just waiting for one or two big hits to really stick out there to grab people's attention and i think lemonade was that song for them as it really put them on the map especially with their album future and they have so many other great songs, and I'm really glad you enjoyed them, and they made your list. What about you, Luna? What's your number four song? Oh, what's your number four group? So my number four is a little bit surprising. It is Tiny Yawn, and they made mine as they surprised me. They are a chill, relaxing group. However, I think is what captured me was the lead's vocals. Her vocals were really good, and not to mention just like really good i mean they stuck with you in her songs such as swimmy and yoike no ho uh yoike no hoshi those two stood out to the point i'm sitting there going back and summer hole was fantastic and yet they only have about four or five songs i had all those songs on repeat over and over and over on spotify and just hearing the melodies, the relaxation, their composition, I feel to me they're a group to look out for. I also found them on YouTube and you can watch their live videos and that made an impact on me. Seeing her play the piano live while the other members are in the background playing their instruments, just that talent to be able to play the piano and sing at the same time and keep your vocals steady and sounding amazing is such a great talent. 
this group really has something and I want to see what they're going to do next and where they're going to go from here. They just made a big impact with their style of music and I could not be happier. And with that, my number four is actually going to be color creation. You know, I, I, I always think that one of these days that they're going to not sell for me and it's not going to click for me and it's happened every single single but they keep on elevating that bar higher and higher and that's what i love their vocal range is just impeccable if you were to tell me that someone like this would be coming in the next two to three years i would say well a you're freaking crazy for the most part (laughs) because no one is that good vocally to just write themselves on their own but b it's just such a nice surprise to see them nonetheless and i can't wait i can't wait i'm telling you once you buy that once they make a gray color i know you're gonna probably frame the hell out of that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i already have the space picked out in my room just like like the perfect spot on the wall so i already got the frame picked out too it's gonna be great But yeah, with that, let's continue on to your number three. Go right ahead, Gray. My number three group is I went with uh, Cider Girl because it's another group that I really just had a lot of fun listening to when we were going through this process. I, I really, really like their Soda Pop Fan Club One album. Like that, that it's, I think it's 11 tracks, but they're all great. They're all amazing. And Melancholy is on there. And that, that is the one that really sticks to me and, and really has stuck to me in a lot of ways. But all of the, all of the tracks on that album are uh, um, like exceedingly fantastic. And uh, the, they are just such a fun, lively group. I, I really feel like their style of music really captures that bubbly essence feeling, which is just something that speaks to me personally, because that's what I just really like to listen to. I love like that light, light bubbly music because I've always, my, my whole thing has always been, you know, I want to listen to fun music. That's why I listen to music is to have fun. And, and that that's part of like the life experience for me is, is, is fun is, is, is fun music. And I, I really feel like Cider Girl just has a lot of fun music to listen to and they're they're just an amazing group and i i really really looking forward to i guess soda uh, soda pop fan club four like they've done it for three albums if they change it up now i'm going to be mildly pissed if their next album is not soda soda pop fan club four what was your number three luna so my number three was actually polka dot stingray and I chose them because they're one of the other groups I listen to the most. I think I hit every single mini album on Spotify along with their albums. And I could just get, not get enough of them. And a main part of that is their style, is with the different experiments they've done with a lot of their music. I would always be excited to hear the next song not knowing what it's going to sound like. You know, is it going to be more upbeat? Is it going to be a little weird? Is it going to be this? And so as I'm anticipating this, I would get very excited thinking, 
what is it? And no matter what it was, I ended up enjoying it. And I think a big part of it was also because of the lead's vocals. They were so beautiful and always fit well with whatever song was on there. And I just couldn't get enough. They put me in great mood at work and made me feel in this happy, happy place. And I could just kind of jam out to them without headbanging, without dancing around. And it was just that nice music to keep you going. And Ken, what about you? What's your number three? So my number three is actually going to be Fakie. And one of the things that I absolutely did like about them is they break the norm of what genre changes can and will be. And it's very difficult to fit them into one specific genre because they do many. And that's what I really do appreciate about them. And their vocal range is such an impeccable thing that can't be beat. Well, like a lot of the criticisms, like what you said earlier, Gray, of their compositions not really matching or being overbearing does take effect for me for a certain amount of their tracks, but it doesn't dissuade me of the choice that I've made because you could say that for also Billy Idol. And unfortunately, yeah. with Billy Idol, they, I, I rather choose <laughs> choose other alt idol groups than <laughs> besides Billy Idol but it's it's mostly because that that clash of what composition can do and that's why it's really important that it has to be a hand in hand experience and can't just be one but with that let's continue on to our number 2 with yours gray yeah so uh my number 2 pick for this was uh the charm park and I really hit on a lot of this earlier when we were talking about them, but this is to kind of reiterate a few points. I just really feel like uh, of all the people that we talk about, like he is really the most talented that I've seen. And he, because he's been able to really redefine, you know, like, like the, the idea of a part of a song in English and a part of a song in Japanese and to masterly craft that, that musical experience for you to listen to just really just puts him in a different echelon from a lot of the other people that we've been talking about. Like he's just like, just really, really artful in how he crafts a song and, he is just absolutely fantastic. And I love that he's signed with AVEX because of out of all of the groups that are all of the record labels that we talk about, AVEX is, in my opinion, the most westward focused group. And I really think he could blow up big in the West. Like I genuinely think there's a huge English audience that's just waiting for this guy. And I'm really eager to see how that unfolds because I mean, if in, if there's a, if there's someone from Japan that could break out in America and be really big, he's it. He is the one, like I, I really believe like, you know, I can, I can already imagine hearing a lot of his music on the radio. And so I, I just really think it'll be time. It'll be placement. I, I think with the upcoming 2020 Olympic Games, like, you know, there might be an opportunity for him to capitalize and, and uh, try to branch out and go for a wider audience because he's just, he's just such 
a skilled magician when it comes to his song writing and his lyrics. And he's got really, really good English and he does have songs that are in full English. So, you know, he already has like that bridge gap there. And, and, you know, I know a lot of people, they, they struggle breaking that language barrier. And I think he's one of those people that can really help you get over that. Especially when you listen to songs like Gravity or Kujitsu, where, you know, like the English is just like really meaningful, really powerful. And the Japanese is, is so beautiful and so well done. And he just marries the two together like they're just meant to be. And I, I just think of, of the people that we talk about, like this guy has got a future in America. And I'm really eager to see where that goes and how that comes about. And I'm really looking forward to that. What was your number two pick, Luna? So my number two pick was actually Millet. And it is due to the fact that she is one of the most unique voices I have heard in a long time. She's an artist that if you played her song anywhere, I could tell you who exactly it was due to that fact. I think she has a lot of talent and I'm looking forward to see where she's going to go even though she's been doing a similar style in most of her songs, I still think she is going to try something new, and I look forward to seeing that. She's one that will be on my watch list, and I really can't say enough about how much I've enjoyed every single release she's done, and the fact that I actually went out and tried to purchase every single release after her third EP which I don't do often and I've been pre-ordering all her stuff that takes a lot for me to do and drop some of that money but she is an artist I believe in and I'm looking forward to Ken what is your number two so my number two is going to be I don't like Mondays and of course they simply just break the norm of what a rock band needs to be just plain and simple and they do what they will with, with such a genre that is so overbearing as of late. And that's why I love them. They don't stick to what's norm. They think that what is going to be groundbreaking and lemonade is just the perfect example of that. Of You know, you hear them and you're like, mm, this isn't what a usual rock band would sound like. You think of Asian Kung Fu, if you think of the normal Japanese rock band and things like that. But they decide to break the norm of what is standard. And that's what I absolutely love about them. And we all kind of had a, a loving talk about them over the past couple weeks. And I'm glad that we did. Because they wouldn't be so high up without that talk. With that, let's go to our number one artist of these lovely 25. So go right ahead, Gray. All right. And uh, mine will probably be a quick one because it's the one that's most expected. But uh, for my number one artist, I, I just, it couldn't be anybody else but Color Creation. Like, I have been a champion of these guys for quite a while. And uh, I, I have espoused how much I love them. They were my artist of the year for 2019. Like, I just absolutely adore these guys, and I think they're fantastic. And uh, all I can say is, uh, if you haven't given these guys a listen to yet, what what are you doing? Go go check these guys out. They, they really, really talented, really creative. And I will say, 
I, I know where you're coming from, Ken, because I've experienced that with a lot of groups where you discover them and you really, really like them. And then all of a sudden, like they stop producing songs that you like for whatever reason. And you just start just liking like the older stuff. And um, like I've hit that wall with a few bands and uh, like they're like and part of me is like worried like oh, the next single is going to be the one that I don't like and uh and I'm, I'm certain that you know n- no no band knocks it a hundred percent out of the park uh like even your favorite bands like usually there's a song or two that you don't like but you know color creation has just consistently met that bar and exceeded it and you know I like when the call came out I was not expecting to love it as much as I did and it's just like it was not a song that I loved. It was a song I fell in love with. And just and for for you for me to say that from a band that I've been gushing for for a year and a half now, really says a lot about the song itself. Like it's just so good. There's their vocals are so great, and I really think there's not a genre that they can't tackle. There's not you know a style that they can't do. Like they just have such great range, such great emotion and power and they're just able to encapture a lot uh in their music and they just really really set the bar in my mind of what a boy band should be you know they they just really knock it out of the park and up until color creation i wasn't really into boy bands i wasn't into male groups and after color creation you know you know i'm listening to milk i'm you know i'm listening to you know, and I'm trying to find as many boy bands as possible because I, I just love color creation so much. I need more of that in my life. And it's encouraged me to go find other male idol groups. Uh, I'm like, I'm so happy that uh, uh, Arashi's music is on Apple Music because like now, now that this is over with, like that's something that I'm like, I'm really looking forward to. I'm very passionate about going and checking out their music on Apple Music and you know, I don't know if I'd, I'd have that thirst for that, for that style of music, if it wasn't for color creation, just lighting that fire in me for that style of music. And that like, like they really changed my life and how I view some, like some styles of music. And they just, they just they have had such a profound impact and I, I genu- genuinely love them. So my number one was color creation. I just, I just cannot pick another, another group. So that's color creation for me. Luna, what was your number one? Mine was actually charm park. I could not get enough of them ever since Ken showcased them on music corner. They're one of my favorite groups of 2019 as well. And I regret not showcasing them of my best of 2019. They are flipping fantastic. His vocals, oh my god. They're just on point. And the way he can flow his his Japanese and English together so perfectly, so fluidly. It is just like an art. It is extreme talent he has creating the music that he does. I cannot say enough about why he's done my number one and the emotions he puts in his English songs are a treat and just blow you away. And I I cannot say 
enough. Hanaga Sakumichi is one of the ones that was my starters, but Standing Tall has to be one of my favorites. And Stars Colliding is absolutely magnificent. This is a, a singer that I am going to be looking forward to from years and years on. His latest album is absolutely beautiful. And the live album that is on Spotify, he sounds amazing live. And the, he has so much talent in him with everything he's been putting into his music. It is beautiful. It relaxes you, but it also has this nice contemporary rock sound with it. Everything flows well perfectly. I could not think of anyone else I wanted to choose as my number one. And Ken, what about you? What is your number one? So there is only one number one that I could choose, and that is Polka Dot Stingray. As much as I love the Charm Park, if I could choose two artists, they would be number two. But Polka Dot Stingray is everything that I would want in a rock band right now with them. The vocalist is absolutely fan-freaking-tastic. And I can't give this group enough credits where they're doing what they're doing with the genre. With Rizmi and Aeon and Stinging, the Stinging Spisa, those three songs just change what the genre is. Himitsu is also another one that is just simply amazing. And they... I knew they were going to be a hit, no matter what. Before they even got signed to Universal, just listening to a couple of their tracks, and I'm like, they were what I think Narkaritaki is now, where they're filling a void where there wasn't, and they're experimenting with that void ever so much. Granted, the guitars for that, for, for their Polka Dot Stingray, kind of goes off the hinges a lot and does his own thing, but that's because he's like goddamn gifted guitarist, and he likes to show that off every so often. He just whips it out and just leaves it on the table, and no one can really come close to that picking sales that he has. It's amazing to see him work and the stinging spice is a great representation of that and i know for a fact that they are going to be the next big thing you count me on that for what a rock band needs to be a female led rock band for that matter but yeah, you can find us all at the lovely lovely sites you can uh, find us at uh, ongakudu at twitter and instagram you can find us at the website at ongakudu.com you can find us on the youtube at ongakudu like rate subscribe pound that like button ring the bell for notifications i'm not sponsored by raid shadow legends but i will happily shell for that that stupid game um what else uh you can find us our two affiliates you Hunter, he is a Twitch streamer streaming all the lovely horror games. He just did another one just a little while ago. You can find him at twitch.tv slash Hunter K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also find our other affiliate, TimberTav, who is a Twitch streamer in his own right, streaming all the lovely JRPGs. You can find him at twitch.tv slash TimberTav, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-F-T. 
And you can find the both of them on the podcast that I do called Podosaurus, which I just complain about games and just listen to Kill and Timber complain about what's new in the gaming thing with their own little twist. You can look it up exclusively on YouTube. Just look up Koryu Hunter, same as his Twitch handle, and you'll find it over there. We just did our third episode and it should be coming up fairly shortly. You can also find me on Twitter at OTYCan1 where you can just listen to my rantings about Bang Dream. The third season is coming out right now and that's I'm going crazy internally. But you can also find Renford at Renford D. Where can we find you, Luna? You can find me at Letterboxd, my anime list, and Twitter at LunaMaria87. You can find me on Instagram at NerdyCollectorLuna. And where can we find you, Gray? You can find me at OngakuGray, where I tweet about what I've been listening to, what I've been watching, what I'm, and what video games I'm into. Uh, I'm still on my journey going through Kamen Rider, as you've heard me talk about several times. And so I will be tweeting a little bit more about that this com- upcoming week as I've just started Common Rider Double. So if you're a Common Rider fan and you are interested in a relatively new uh, person's uh, to the Common Rider scene's opinions on what an older season is, then follow me and listen to what I have to say. Well, yeah, with that, I want to say thank you guys so very much for enjoying this lovely episode of our Music Corners stuff. We'll be back to a normal episode fairly soon. I want to say thank you guys very much for listening. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much and have a great day. Aloha. Thank you, everyone, for listening to tonight's super long episode. Hope you enjoyed it and found some new artists to check out. We will catch you on our next episode next week. Have a wonderful rest of your day. This is Luna signing off. And this is great. Look forward to our very standard episode next week. Uh, And until then, I will see you guys later. Bye-bye.